What's going on, everybody? It is Coach Greg Adams back in here with another YouTube live stream. Shout out to the Coach Gang. And that's you. For being in here, being involved, and being active on this YouTube channel. And welcome, wait, welcome to the Wake Up Show. Part of the Free Agent Lifestyle Podcast here on the Free Agent Lifestyle Channel. You in here with the Bruce Wayne of this ish. The king of kings, the king of content, and the speaker of truth, yours truly. The notorious one, a.k.a. Mr. Coachellini, better known as the prognosticator. Coach Stradamus, and you're in the Desert Storm bunker with none other than EWF. That is every woman's fantasy in the whole effing show. Also, the CEO, Niggero, of Fixes Binds, LLC. The Unbinder, the Undebatable, the Undisputed. Best edutainment here on YouTube. Also known as Senior Gregorio Greybeard. They ladies love to call me Mr. Third Leg Greg, and how did I forget? I'm Mr. Notrabajo himself. Indeed. I'm also the Black Professor X, the Morpheus of the Mating Matrix, the Chocolate and Confucius, the Black Moses, the Deliverer, also known as the man that walks in the spirit of Elijah. You can also call me the best entertainment here on YouTube, but better known as CGA. That is C God Allah, and I be the 10 time demonetized champion of YouTube. I might be, I mean, I'm trying to get, I'm trying to get an old channel monetized, but they don't want to talk to me no more. And what's up for the weekend? What's up, nigga? What's up for the weekend, I hope y'all had a good weekend. I hope y'all didn't impregnate any skeezers. I hope y'all ninjas was on your purpose. I hope you, I was out here, uh, had your bail money. Hope you didn't end up in jail with no bail and all of that in the bag of chips. But do me a favor, man, hit the like button for this show as you enter in to the best entertainment here on YouTube and also. To contribute to today's show, dollar sign the notorious CGA on the cash app Venmo. It's Coach Greg Adams CV and PayPal is paypal.me backslash Coach Greg Adams. And that is pinned to the top of the live chat on the Free Agent Lifestyle channel where you can super chat on the notorious new, 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 new world CGA order. channel. The notorious CGA channel is up and ready to go. We are simulcasting on multiple platforms. We got everybody here on the Free Agent Lifestyle channel, the notorious channel here on YouTube. And also, we have people on Twitter, Facebook. And Twitch also on Rumble or Crumble or Fumble or whatever it is over there. We're over there on Rumble as well. And uh, where else are we? I don't know. Replay Gang. We're on Spotify. YouTube Podcast now. YouTube Podcast. Also on Google and Apple and all of that in the back of Chips Ahoy. We're everywhere at the same time. Ninja, this is a hard job. Anyway, today's subject matter, a bitter daughter slams her deadbeat daddy deadbeat daddy on the internet essentially claiming she was a victim of abandonment and that the whole family got abandoned and he didn't pay his bills he didn't fix his turbine uh he he left it he left the family to pursue some breakdancing career but she's walking in the spirit of the baby mama terrorist the bitter baby mama and this is what i've been talking about um this is something that's been going on quite a bit we're seeing parental alienation being committed against fathers uh, for no apparent reason. The women are filing for no-fault divorce, and then the fathers are ending up like, hey, I'm in a no-win situation. So they move on. They become free agents. They have their own life. Their life gets better now. Coogee sweater now. Sometimes they remarry, and then a bitter baby mom doesn't expose the truth to the child. So she carries the torch. The child ends up carrying the torch for the bitter baby mama. We saw this with Kenan Thompson. We saw this with the brother who played baseball for the St. Louis Cardinals uh, back in the 80s. I can't remember what his name was, but we'll talk about that later. We saw this in several instances. Uh, 50 Cent, 
had this situation. Um, we also had a couple of other uh, guys. Um, it was a man who died in, uh, at his funeral. Um, the tragic mulatto got up and then ripped the dads to shred while he was in the casket at his memorial service. What we're seeing is these people claiming that they have, they have trauma, but what they have is parental alienation. What they do have is baby mama terrorism syndrome. Because the baby mama terrorist never recovers, and then they pass that on to the child. Then the child uses the internet. We all, we, we've seen this in a variety of ways. But this young woman, who we featured on this channel two times, number one, she's an all-out-and-out feminist. Number two, she is also uh, somebody that claims to have caught several sexually transmitted diseases. She's appeared on this channel before, and now she's out here outing her father for clout calling him a deadbeat, and it went viral. It went viral. So we're going to talk about that later on in the show. We have Doom and Gloom CGA coming up here. Straggle and Snickle Theater as well. We got Straggles. We got Crime and Law CGA. The reality of wives. We have wives saying, hey, we're wives, so X, Y, and Z. Man, this show is action-packed with a lot of the things that we talk about. Now, here's the thing. What we do is reinforce our talking points, if you will. Okay, we're not reinventing the wheel. We're edutaining you, and we're using modern videos day by day. I have, my case keeps getting backed up. And so what I do is I use the modern videos, and then I make my case based on the things that I tell you as the foundation of the reason why we pursue the free agent lifestyle, why we pursue pursuing yourself per, first, why we pursue the blue chip mindset and you're, and you're being on your purpose. Because we reinforce why we're making this decision. Now, you might come to my show and be like, hey, man, this seems like the same thing you're saying last time. Well, you don't have to reinvent the wheel. We have the foundation already set. Now, what we do is allow you to see why you have the foundation, why you need the fundamentals. So we go in here and we show you there it is. There's yet another reason why we choose this path. Another reason why we pursue blue chip mindset. Another reason why, you see what I mean? This is just the evidence. And this gives you a little bit of uh, opportunity to think, damn, okay, yet another, yet another piece of proof, yet another piece of evidence, yet another one to make me solidify my choice to pursue my purpose first, to pursue the free agent lifestyle. You see what I mean? That's how the show is organized. And also, we're going to get some sniggles in here, okay? We're going to get some sniggles because we're going to have to be able to laugh at this because, yes, these things can be very painful, right? As a man, you're pursuing a relationship. The girl dumps you, and you don't know why. Well, she's never going to tell you why. Most of the time, you might not, might not know for years down the line, and it might not make sense. She's not going to tell you why. Most of the reason why she dumped you is because you broke. I mean, that's just the reality of it. She had some money. You know, ninjas be like, all you got to do is get your money up and you have access to good women and they be, uh, you have them in check. That's not necessarily true. All right. Once you solve the money problem, that's one part. Ninja, it, it's another part. If you lose the money, it's another part. If she gets accustomed to the money, then she starts looking for some other things. Women are almost never satisfied. As we say over here, another piece of foundation. Women are not to be pleased. Never be surprised when they check out on you. Okay. Because they're almost never pleased. So you think they're going to be in a constant state of being pleased. Well, whatever you did to please them, you could give them, you can, you can blow their back out. You can hit that bottom and then they'll still be like, <laughs> all right, it's about the money now. Cause you hit that bottom. You're like, well, I'm used to you hitting that bottom when they get comfortable, then it's time to switch it up. So anyway, we got that coming up. So do me a favor, man. Did I, did I get the contributions? I did. 
I think it's man, we got almost a thousand people in here early in the morning, twelve hundred to be exact, on the Notorious Channel. If you add that, but let me get to the earlier contributors to today's show, man. And I hope y'all had a good weekend. I was in Cleveland. I was in the East 99 is where you find me slinging like, yeah, yo, baby. I was in Cleveland this weekend. All right. Yes, I was in Cleveland this weekend. What's up, nigga? What's up for the weekend, nigga? All right. And I thought I was going to get shot or die of frostbite in Cleveland. All right. Cleveland. Well, Cleveland had a lot of flatbacks at the concert. There were flatbacks everywhere and strags. There was a couple bad black chicks over there, man. The black chicks had attitude, though. <laughs> is this everywhere? Why the black chicks had so many attitude? Like, you know what I mean? The security was like, uh, don't do this. Don't stand on that. Black girls like, yeah, you tell me what you do. You know, tell me what to do. All right. I'm like, damn, like, can you just, why y'all got to be, you know, I paid to come in here. The white girls, none of them was standing on furniture. <laughs> none of them was sitting on the ledge. They was following the rules. Why can't y'all follow the rules? I mean, you know what I mean? I guess the rules are made to be broken. But every time the security came to my section, they was checking a black girl. And the black girl, yeah, yeah, I can't the seat broke it. Oh, I got to sit on here. And then, like, they refused to move. Security's like, you can't sit right there. Yeah, I can't. These were all right, man. I'm like, bro, just follow the fucking rules. I mean, you know, you violating. I paid to be here. Yeah, I sit on you. Yeah. Like, they always embarrassing, bro. Y'all some y'all sisters get it together. I paid. You can't tell me what you do. <laughs> man, I wish they could just snatch some of these wig-wearing-ass women. Just snatch their ass. And then the funny thing is, the funny thing was, the security did nothing. Now, that's the sad part of it. And I'm going to tell you, man, that's the sad part of it. Because they know if they snatch these wig-wearing heifers, it'll be a lawsuit. These bitches, somebody gonna record it, and everybody, yo, they snatched you for no reason. These low class, no class individuals, man, this is crazy. All right, Cleveland. <laughs> anyway, he's, it is everywhere. I'm just saying. I'm just saying, it's everywhere. And then every every time, then they get snatched. <laughs> they screaming like a pickaninny, gotten picked off the plantation, and then they. <laughs> I'm like, oh. These people are trash. Anyway, <laughs> why y'all got to do that, man? All the white girls were just dancing and having fun. <laughs> Not standing on furniture and shit. <laughs> right, anyway. Yeah, y'all got these women, man. Y'all got their wigs off, and that'll be the end of it. Let's snatch their wigs. You know what they should do is just start snatching their wigs off, but then they'll be saying that's a sexual assault. They'll be saying it's a sexual assault. But anyway. Yeah, man, it's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. And then nobody wants to do nothing. The security guards wolfing. All right, all bark, no bite. Because then all of a sudden, now everybody looks and goes, well, she got away with it. And then guess what? People start standing on furniture. These people, man, they're annoying. I can't, I can't take these people nowhere. Anyway, shout out to Cleveland, Ohio. Y'all was good, man. I give y'all y'all props. I mean, it was colder than a mother sucker. It was cold. All right, 24 degrees, people walking around, titties out, 24 degrees, disgraceful. All right, anyway, let's get to the earlier contributors to today's show. We got Albert Wesker says, no matter what you do, they'll call you a deadbeat. So we wear that deadbeat with pride. You're going to see this guy. I mean, 
even when he rolled out his receipts, people were still calling him a deadbeat. They were like, well, it's proof he's a deadbeat. Like, damn. Martin says for last week, the word MAGA is Latin means, and Latin means which. Uh-oh. Right? Shout out to MAGA. Anthony D91 says, Cleveland is very safe. You weren't going to get shot. And that's what our Uber driver said. They was like, you ain't got nothing to worry about. He tried to say, you are an intimidating looking guy. They ain't going to do nothing to you. I was like, Ninja, the bullet don't have no name. This is an East 99. That's where you find me. <laughs> All right. East 99. That's where you find me. Slick at Yeah, yo, baby. I was like, I'm in the East 99. I haven't been to the East 99 in a minute, but I'm going to tell you, I'm probably never going back to Cleveland. I'm just. <laughs> right. There's no reason to go to Cleveland. I'm just letting you know. Like, what other reason? But I go to Cleveland and people in Cleveland was talking Cleveland up. We're going to be the next New York City in 100 years. I was like, Ninja. Cleveland. New York City. I'm like, bro, don't don't get it twisted. Ninja, the only reason your downtown is banging right now is LeBron James. Your downtown would be whack if LeBron James did not sweep through there and come through and play for the Cavs. But that's neither here nor there. All right, nothing else in Cleveland to go to. They were like, did you see? Did I see what? (laughs) Did you see? Anyway, yeah. Like, I'm going to book a flight to Cleveland. All right, anyway. (laughs) All right, anyway. Uh, It might be the New York York City, because New York City, man, you might have to ring the Undertaker bell on New York City. You might have to ring the bell. New York City's going to crumble. All right, shout out to Daniel McGee says, don't save him. He says, let him live with those bad decisions. I agree. I agree. I mean, I don't think there's a reason for men to save women today. Um, They have their own freedom of choice what to listen to. They have their own freedom of choice. I think, you know, I'm an equalitist. I'm I'm an equalist, meaning that if women want to make decisions, I'll be like, okay, live with that shit. Just don't ask just don't ask me to save you after you fucking paint yourself in the corner. And I, I don't feel bad. I don't feel bad for anybody who does stupid shit. All right. But anyway, DJ says thought isn't even a real world word. Can't she really sue? Shaking my head. They broke out here. Coach $3 and 85 cent in a purse. As we said, lawsuits are the new divorce. And it's always some, it's always some guy. Can't you get it through your thick skull that I'm broke? Indeed. Dead, flat, stony, broke. I've got three. It's always some guy, and shout out to the people that have watched this content, this type of content for the last 13 years, even guys that watched it for the last five to eight years, and they brushed up on some Tom Likas. They completely missed the entire um, the entire time of some of our greatest contributors who, for more or less, have been forgotten about. We kind of try to remind you of some of these people, Mark Rudolph and... Um, the Tommy Sotomayors, he's still around per se, but, you know, been outcasted. And uh, we had a, we have a new breed, second and third wave. I'm part of like the second, third wave of this. And it's always some guy. This is already been talked about back in 1992. It's always that guy that wants to rain on everybody's parade. <laughs> like we're in the third wave. You know what I mean? We're kind of in the fourth wave of this or the third wave. I don't even know. Don't don't quote me on the waves. But uh, this has already been talked about back in 1978. These ninjas. Ninja Socrates and all of these ninjas talked about it too. You want me to keep bigging up in them? Ninja Jesus. It's okay, dude. You've been around for a long time. Appreciate you. Appreciate you for being here, ass ninja. All right, but uh, anyway. 
Uh, shout out to U.S. Army retired. Says 36-year-old Camila Grabska, right, of Ireland, lost her 80 or $800,000 insurance claim. Or what she claimed to be injured. A photo of her was captured throwing the Christmas tree and winning the contest. Okay, so she got through. She lost her money. But we, the point I was making is that's another example. Lawsuits are the new divorce. And the reason why I say that, there's always been lawsuits, coach. These ninjas. These ninjas. There's always been lawsuits. Lawsuits been the new divorce. You ain't saying nothing new. These guys. Yeah, nothing new under the sun, ass ninjas. And I'm like, bruh, what I'm saying is, what I'm saying is because there's not many people getting married anymore, women are finding a way to get that alimony and child support through lawsuit. So they're more likely to they're more likely to just stay single and then fling a lawsuit, sexual harassment, sexual assault, um, you know, one of these injury claims. They're they're more likely to do that because there's no there's no there's no benefit. There's well, they haven't got married. So there's no more there's no more divorce and child support on the line for a lot of women. So normally they would get married, divorce, child support. That's how it was going for a long time. Up until recently, the since the marital rate is declining, now they're not getting married, divorce, child support. So that's why I say uh, uh lawsuits are the new divorce because what what you're seeing is these women would have just married, divorce and child supported their way out of it. Now they don't have that. Now you're seeing them file more frivolous lawsuits, frivolous claims. That's why when, when you have the Cassie thing that happened a few months ago, then they all start jumping on. That's a form of the lawsuits or the new divorce. So, yes, women have always, women always filed lawsuits. These ninjas. You see what I mean? Yeah, we know they've always filed lawsuits. We're just seeing more claims coming from women that are single or old because Lawsuits or the new divorce. Okay, you always got to clear it up with the guys that have been here for like 15 years. Them to just be like, hey, yeah, yeah. Coach, coach, he came up with everything. These ninjas, man. You got to clear it up for these goofy ass ninjas because they take everything literally and actually somebody, all right, um, soccer key said, these ninjas. All right. These ninjas, the rain on parade, you know what I mean? They still under the black cloud of, of anger. The black cloud of anger, they're still angry. All right, anyway. <laughs> anyway, I got to make all these disclaimers, you know what I mean, for real. I got to make all these because you think you came up with this CEA. You think you came up with it. You need to get over yourself. And then you're thinking you're the creator of everything here. <laughs> <laughs> Mitch ass ninjas. I I appreciate you watching me, but Jesus, you Mitches is you Mitches be something else. Genetic freak, last one. I was with a JUCO and she was down bad. I felt sorry for her and wanted to help her, but I thought, don't save her. She don't want to be saved. Then I saw your IG story at the J. Cole concert. Crazy. I know we men have a propensity to want to save women. And that is a biological urge or evolutionary urge, if you will. Shout out to the Bonobo Ninjas. Um, that is an urge that we have to overcome. Remember, I showed you men naturally want to gift things to women. This is part of our dynamic. We kind of want to gift, protect. This is why we overwhelmingly believe them, 
even when women have been proven to be liars and sell wolf tickets. So we have still, a, a, we still have this in us. We see a woman and she comes, <laughs> my last boyfriend, him a jerk, and he was abusive, right? And then we put, oh, baby, honey girl, all right, I'll make it better. And then she bites you in the back, she bites, she backstabs you, she backbites you, she does everything that you find out she did to the other guy. And uh, then she makes you out to be the uh, assailant. She makes you to be the asshole. And then she's telling everybody else how you was an asshole and took, took advantage of her when she was in a vulnerable situation. Yes, you guys got you guys to overcome that. You guys got to really overcome, and overcome that because you can fall victim to it. Uh, so every bitch has a sob story. And I say that for not calling women bees, but they all got a sob story. And that's how they sell. That's how they still keep their market value up. Let's just say this. If a woman was made out to be a predator, more men will more likely not deal with her. However, there's always going to be that one guy that deals with her. But if every woman was walking around with their reputation dragged through the mud, as men's reputation is often dragged to the mud, our reputation precedes us. Their errors are their errors, but they can overcome it by playing the victim. Then they then all of a sudden, man, who took advantage of this poor girl when she was the damn predator? She was the one that is not as vulnerable as she. So that keeps her market value up. Well, I'll make it better. I'll overcome her mental health issues. I'll deal with her. I'll make her life better. I'll just fix it with money. I'll just pipe her down. Maybe I'll deliver the salami because he wasn't hitting it right. You see, we always have the ego to believe we'll do it better than the previous guy. You have to overcome that. Not to say that you can't do it better. You have to overcome that need to prove that you can do it better than the next guy. You're more likely not going to do it better than the next guy. She might tell you you're doing it better, but that's only temporarily. Then all of a sudden, that head will pivot, and then she'll turn to you, Ninja Frog and a Scorpion. Anyway. And you might do it better than the next guy, but you never know. Shout out to our brother, Bill Free Media says, get him, coach. We going to get him today. Speaking of, let's get into doom and gloom CGA. Let's go. And I do these, I say these things to protect young men because young men don't know. Y'all don't be knowing, man. I'm going to do it better than him. I'm going to be a better guy. Anyway, let's get to it. Doom and Gloom CGA. First item up for bid here, Doom and Gloom CGA. According to Tyler Perry, who is, well, new, 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 new world. Order. Tyler Perry says, wait a minute. Hold on. Tyler Perry said, wait a minute. Who are you? It says right here, open AI's latest tool which is the video tool, prompts TV and movie mogul to halt $800 million studio expansion. Quote, a lot of yobs are going to be lost. And as you can see, that's Tyler Perry. Um, Tyler Perry is definitely uh, one of these guys that have been making great strides to um, become part of the movie industry and change the game. He's built, built his own studio, I believe, in Georgia. And um, because AI just opened AI, Shout out to Sam Altman. He needs to, well, never mind. I won't say it. Uh, but did you see, I showed this last week or the week before, all the open AI created prompts. I mean, you can make a prompt and get a very good video. And that's after a year of great work. Well, Tyler Perry saying, hey, 
we was going to make this great expansion to be able to record all this B-roll and come up with all this footage. And he's saying right now, he believes OpenAI is going to be able to uh, make those producers of content unnecessary. Essentially, we don't need to make all these expansions to the studio because with OpenAI, we can get as much footage, realistic footage, to be able to put into scenes and clips, whether for a short period of time or a long period of time, <laughs> all right, where these people are going to be unnecessary. So the pivot is already here. This is a great, great time of expansion in our technology. We should not be fearful of technology. We should adapt to technology because we're not going back to the Industrial Revolution. We're not going back to typewriters. And uh, Larry Bird is not walking through that door. Larry Bird's not walking through that door, fans. Kevin McHale's not walking through that door. And Robert Parrish is not walking through that door. Nope. And if you expect them to walk through the door, they're going to be gray and all. And somebody said within minutes. Absolutely. These these prompts, these videos can be created within minutes. You put, if you missed it, if you, I'm not even going to explain it, but you could just type in a prompt and it creates a very, very realistic uh, uh, video. And it's good enough to be able to put into a scene. You don't have to create the scene by getting videographers and all of this stuff. You don't have to do it anymore. And he's like, wait, we're going to halt production on our $800 million expansion to just go into AI, jobs will be lost. But the jobs will be won by the people who adapt. So we tell you, man, adapt. Times do change right in front of you. So you got to be ready for it. Let's go to the next doom and gloom right here. Uh, Border seeds a 7,000% spike in Chinese migrants since 2021. China coming in. And this is just open across the border. More Chinese migrants crossing the border than Mexican nationals this is always something that i've been proving as well that people think that the open border all these poor people in mexico just want to be here for a better life well that's not what we're seeing for the most part and of course this is fox news's uh particular uh aim here obviously there's some propaganda here that they want you to uh know or they just want to make you aware of something that people are ignoring and this is a reality. Let me see if I can get this um, woman. I, this woman's eyes are always crazy to me. But let's see what she's talking about. We're seeing a flood of migrants arriving from one of America's most powerful adversaries, and that is Beijing. Griff Jenkins has been live in Hakumba, California, all week. And this, I mean, these videos that you're getting, Griff, are really shocking. Well, and, you know, good morning, Dana. It's also shocking to Border Patrol officials who worry about things like national security. And you're right. Yesterday, we witnessed the largest group of Chinese nationals crossing our border illegally that I've ever seen. Take a look at some of this video we shot right here in this remote area in Hakuma, California, 60 miles east of San Diego proper. You got a group of 212. Just moments ago, I got the official number, 212 Chinese nationals. It's a near daily occurrence and of the 20,000 Chinese nationals who have crossed our southern border, an unprecedented number since October 1st when the fiscal year began, 90% of that 20,000 is coming right here to the San Diego. California seeing a flood of migrants to the San Diego sector. Officials at a loss for why specifically this area, that's just where the cartels are choosing. A year ago, they were sending most of the Chinese nationals to the RGV sector near McAllen, Texas, but that's tenfold now to what we're seeing. I asked one of the migrants why it is that they're coming to the U.S. The answer may shock you, Dana. Listen here. Uh oh Why did you come? Um, take money. Money? Yes. For job? Yes. There's no job in China? Um, maybe 
I don't know. Yeah, maybe I don't know. Um, there's a lot of reasons people would ju- try to suggest why they're coming. People say sleeper sales. People say for a pending invasion. People say because these people are trying to avoid being put to war in China. People are coming here for opportunities. And there, there's people that believe that there's no depopulation agenda. In fact, there's an agenda to increase the population because Americans' population are decreasing, right? You have the feminization of the the American woman that is preventing people from marrying, preventing people from procreating. We have a large percentage of people early terminating their pregnancy. So you have a population dwindling and people don't understand that that's what's happening. You need a 2.1% or 2.1 recovery um, reproduction rate. And we're well below that in every racial category, even Latinos that have been here in America, every racial category. And uh, black folks always like white people are dying out. And just so are ninjas. All right. So uh, and the more immigrants and migrants that come across the border, that drops your population. So um, it ain't going to be black folks going to take over when white people are going to be uh, uh, dropping in their birth rate. It ain't going to happen, bro. You got too many migrants coming across. And in 20 years, they'll outnumber ninjas. So. Uh, this is where we are, and uh, yeah, there's a, a variety of reasons. Only time will tell what it is, but of course, everybody new, knew. New, 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 well, new many people order. knew that this day will come, and it's coming. It's coming, and there will be a day of reckoning. It's going to affect a lot of people. Doom and gloom CGA goes on. Joe Biden, age 81, apparently, according to the news, say it ain't so, says the key to his marriage is good sex. <laughs> All right, yeah, we going Ray off the rip here. How Joe infuriates Jill, his wife of 47 years, with very risque jokes to staff about their private life, even though they aren't shy about PDA. Ninja, I don't want to hear this bullshit right here. Now, it must be election time because now we got to know about Joe throttling Jill. That ain't going to happen. And Joe, Jill's way too old for Joe Biden. You know Joe Biden like him young, Ninja. Bring him Are young. Are you a freshman at the university? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> you look like no. a freshman. Joe ain't hitting under. <laughs> Joe ain't hitting anything over eighteen. All right, that's allegedly, by the way. But I know, I know for sure he is not throttling Jill. All right, he don't like no old broads. All right, but anyway, Jill Biden is uh, his handler. If you didn't know. Uh, but now we got to hear stories of them drumming up his image in a whole culture. We we live in a 304 culture. Now Joe Biden's getting in on it. All right, yeah. All right, here. He infuriates wife Jill by joking that the key to their 47-year marriage is good sex because they ain't having no good sex. All right, come on. He might talk about it because he's a perv, right? He might talk about it. It says, I'd rather be at home making love to my wife while my children are sleeping. He said this back in 06. He's long spoke out on the love and devotion to his wife. Man, are y'all believing this shit? I can't believe none of this shit. All right, they they really, the Democrats are really spinning right now. They're trying to do everything, and they they call it all calling the ninjas. All right, now they calling the ninjas and tap dancing. They have a hip-hop coalition. The shit is getting out of control. We don't want to hear none of that shit, but I had to report it. Apparently, doom and gloom presses on this weekend. It says right here, according to Stateline, as millions wait on food stamp approvals, Because these hoes is winning. The feds tell states to speed it up. These people ain't getting their food stamps fast enough. In Alaska, some of the most expensive groceries in the country, many rural Alaskans depend on food stamps. Indeed. Can't you get it through your thick skull that I'm broke? Yeah. All right. It says right here, 
And many grocery stores rely on the customer's use of these benefits to support their business. So when the state delays residents' requests for food aid for months at a time, the crisis threw entire communities into disarray. And most of these, this is an American city, despite the fact that Alaska is not on the continent. It is way out there, but it is an American, it is an American place here. And um, not unlike many American places that are very rural, 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 or, or, you know, small town. And a lot of small town people, you know, they're impoverished, they're poor. And one of the reasons why is mainly linked to familial decisions and or they don't have industries. They don't have job industries in their in their area. So if they don't participate in something blue collar or something dangerous or dirty, they could simply just fall into an economic situation where they can't recover. So, you know, there's no hospitals, there's no universities, there's no tech sector, there's there's not many places where people can go to seek employment. Well, then they will fall definitely into a situation where they become dependent on the state. And these people tend to procreate at, at, at rapid rates because there's nothing to do in these small areas. So what will happen is they'll depend on state benefits and it doesn't come fast enough. But that also affects the businesses, the mom and pop stores, the small chain of restaurants and grocery stores. And they're saying, speed it up. Get these people the benefits. Why? Because they out here broke. Can't you get it through your thick skull that I'm broke? Uh-huh. Dead, flat, stony, broke. Yeah. And, and here's the thing, purse. the women here, you think feminism is out of control. Well, there's not much feminism in these small towns and rural areas. They could be some feminists. There could be some crazy broads and some crystal methanies, but there's not much feminism there because the women have to do dirty, dangerous jobs or be unemployed or they got to work at a greenhouse or some shit like that or at the, at the local at the local bar and pub or at the local gas station. Like, they don't have many options. But the problem is a lot of them are downloaded with a little bit of feminism, and it throws off everything. And these women, they're like, I'm too good for this small town. Crazy. All right, what are we doing here? Just breezing through this, apparently, right here. We still have some doom and gloom, man. I got some doom and gloom left. I should have saved some for tonight's show. A record number of Americans can't afford their rent. Lawmakers are scrambling to help. We are in dire dire strait. A new Harvard University study found that half of U.S. renters are paying nearly a third of their income on rent. Your rent's due, motherfucker. And, uh, of course, the leader in rent, she got sideburns. And a mustache. The leader in foreclosure, not foreclosures, but probably foreclosures, the leader in evictions, black American women, and they're more likely to be single mom, single mammies. So here it is right here. You do have this problem going on. Yes, these hoes don't win for a long time. Monica Grant moves belongings out of an apartment after being evicted. This is here in Westminster, Colorado, and that was in January 31st. So this is less than a month ago right here, and they're saying single another single mom, Caitlin Colbert, Watched as her rent for her two-bedroom apartment doubled, then tripled, then quadrupled over a decade in Denver. And yes, it's like that. Like many millions, millions of Americans, millions of Americans, Ninja. Uh, juggling the cost of paying rent, swim team fees, another uh, for their one of her three kids, rent and school supplies, rent and groceries, or rent or groceries. Col- Colbert, a social worker, soft job, a moronic job at that who helps pay uh, people stay financially afloat, would often arrive to her home to notices, giving her 30 days to pay rent and a late fee or face eviction. She's lucky it was 30 days. Ninja, sometimes it's three days. 
But yeah, man, this is where we're going. Uh, we're in a very, very big, big, big uh, financial swing. I call it an economic collapse of epic proportion. And we're seeing a lot of people face the reality here. That's the why I report on these things. Because I saw this coming. A lot of people saw this coming. Not a lot. Few people saw this coming. And this is where we are right now. So there's going to be a massive swing, you know, of ideology. There's going to be a swing on people wanting to get married. Uh, dependency on the state. Dependency on uh, social workers and social services. Uh, a lot of soft jobs. Women typically have soft jobs, a.k.a. non-essential jobs. Some of these non-essential jobs are get, getting cut or not enough to sustain them economically. And then we're seeing women prostitute themselves in a variety of ways, women wanting to date. Uh, I mean, we're seeing a very, very big, big swing in our culture. That was pretty much um, in the evolution that I said here. And by the way, when I was at the Drake concert, there was a, there was a woman walking around with a sign because I uh, believe that Drake does, you know, I guess he would he gives people opportunities to pay off debt or he'll if somebody has a breast cancer and he'll provide people with doctors and funding. But there was a black woman running around there with the sign trying to get his attention, essentially. And she was walking around the entire floor trying to get his attention with this sign. And she says, I'm a new graduate from uh, from nursing. She's a new nursing grad. And she has one hundred thousand dollars of student loan debt. One. And it was a. I'm going to say this nicely. Because she was a fat, ugly strag. In Cleveland, like she was not attractive. She was not marrying. She probably was a single mother. She had a body looked like she produced a couple of babies already. If you guys don't know, a woman's hips will naturally widen. All right. Once they've had and produced one or two or three kids and the buttocks will become bigger or wider. So she looked like she already popped out a picking in or two. All right. So she already been producing kids. Now, the problem is she's also now in one hundred thousand dollars of student loan debt or what she claims. I mean, this is not the way to go. <laughs> this is not the way to go. This is not very smart because now she's probably never going to get married. Just judging from who, who she looks at, she's never going to get married. If she does, she's not going to get married to a guy that can help her economically. So she might pass. She's, she's going to pass on most dudes she has access to. Then she's going to remain in debt, and this is just going to be a situation where we're on the slippery slope of uh, major problems with nobody seeking a middle ground. That is the important part of this. Nobody seeking a middle ground. Women are just tucking away and say, we'll just do bad all by myself. Men are dropping out, you know, and uh, you're seeing more migrants come across. This is, I think men and women need to seek a middle ground if they were looking to solve this solution, solve this problem, solve this solution. But people aren't looking to solve the solution, which that, that's going to put people um, in a bind further. That's my opinion, and that's what it is. Doom and Gloom CGA out. Yeah, she, her body was all out of whack. Anyway, let me get to the contributions to today's show. Straggle Sniggle is up next. We got five or so videos, but let me get to these earlier contributors to today's show, and thank you for chiming in, supporting the day show, the support. Is very, very body one important. Shout out to Easy Aaron is in the building. Thank you for your continued support. Money Mo is in here. Thanks for all that you do. Appreciate you keeping the show going. Shout out to Luke. The Duke says, I Uber drove a Juco this weekend, coach. <laughs> oh, man. 
Yes, he Uber drove a JUCO. Are you a freshman at the university? No. So you see no. it. <laughs> you look like no. a freshman. So you see it. You're seeing women doing the JUCO right there. So Uber, again, that's a red pill job. We, we call them red pill jobs where you'll see it like you normally wouldn't see it, but you see her coming out of somebody's house. I bet you Uber drivers come to my house and be like, damn, this ninja, this is the fourth girl this week. Well, not this week, this month. Shout out to Juco69 says you came to the hood and forgot to check in, coach. Shout out to the 216. All right. I didn't check in. Benjamin says the, this bankruptcy go, wait, this bankruptcy go save me pension and alimonies. I'm not sure what that means. I will ask you what that means because I, I don't know where the punctuation is. Here we go. What that mean? <laughs> I don't know what happened there. We do have some brothers over here. Let me pop up over here. What are we doing here? Okay, we do have Kalen. Kalen's back this early in the morning. But before we get to Kalen, let me acknowledge our longtime supporter, Grease Man Texas says, shout out to the back Wolverine. I think you meant the black one. The black Wolverine of this YouTube shit. Keep up the great work, brother Greg. Shout out to Grease Man Texas. Our blue collar bread is out here. Kalen Ferguson doubles up. Let's see what Kalen has to say. Kalen always has something to say insightful. He says, what's up, coach? Uh, they really, there's really no meaning to go to Cleveland anymore, especially since LeBron isn't there. Kansas City is along the same lines with Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, some of these cities and towns are almost like, what, what would you go see? Like, what is the tourism industry in Cleveland? What is the tourism industry in Kansas City? Kalen says, coach, in your opinion, why do men get soft after they have a daughter, because I mean it's natural. Obviously, people will challenge me on talking points. Well, you you ain't your daughter. Well, uh, men do become insightful with the fact that they do have a person that um, is going to be vulnerable to the men that either they were or that they know. So yeah, men do get soft around their daughter because they don't want to see their daughter become quite victimized by some of the things that they've either seen or done. And it makes sense because it becomes a situation where he's going to have to face the, he's going to have to be the number one support system, meaning he's going to be, have to be there financially supporting her, supporting her through her trauma, her heartbreak and stuff like that. So if he was a heartbreaker and he has a daughter, he's going to know the things that he actually put on other women and karma's a bitch and it could affect you. So that's why he becomes soft. But um, it is quite a mistake of men to do this because it doesn't hold the daughter accountable for her decisions. He has to educate her as best he can to avoid situations, and thus he can only tell her so much game. Most daughters don't believe their fathers. And then they go out there and make the same constant mistakes. But, uh, yeah, I, I experienced this as well in high school and college sports where some of the biggest feminists for – um, for the women's sports were dads. Like the mothers typically wouldn't be like, and the girls deserve pizza parties after the game. And the girls deserve as many attendances as the, as the uh, boys team. And the, the girls team deserves uh, charter buses like the boys team. You know who it always was? It was fathers. Fathers who didn't give a shit about women's sports when they were in high school, when they were in college, they didn't care about women's sports at all. But then now they have a daughter, and their daughter then starts to show some talent as a female athlete. Those dads were the worst simps. Those fathers were the worst. I hate dealing with them. 
because they come up, they don't know shit. They wasn't following women's sports. They know five players. They'd be like Rebecca Logo, Lobo, and um, uh, Cheryl Miller. I remember I used to watch Cheryl Miller back in the day, and he didn't watch shit. He, he heard of her. Then they start naming Sue Bird. They start naming people that they know, you know what I mean? Uh, you know, Becky Hammond. They start naming some motherfuckers like, you know, that everybody would pretty much know if you watch sports. And then they start being like a pioneer of, uh, you know, we're going we're gonna to get women's uh, athletes to be fair. Now, let me just be fair. Those guys didn't care about women's sports at all until they had a daughter. And they became the biggest simps and the biggest feminists that you had to deal with. Those dads that were former athletes, they didn't care about women's sport, and they became the biggest simps. I could not stand them. I can I do. They became the biggest sense for women's sports all because they're their daughters part of it. All ego driven. I hate them. Dude. I hated those fathers, man. Same thing with soccer, same thing with softball. They played baseball and then all of a sudden they played they da- their daughter playing softball and they the biggest softball simp. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Anyway. All right, anyway. Shout out to Nathan yo with the co-sponsorship. He said, shout out to you and the coach gang, CGA. You have made sacrifices and been through things that the average man can't easily recover from. This show is a service and a gift, especially for young men like myself. And I really want to thank you for it. Free agent lifestyle for life. That's why we're here. That's why we're here. As much as we are doing this service that people hate, we got to tell young men. I feel it's my job and duty to tell young men what you could face. Because that's important. You might not face it, but we tell you what you could face. Like, what? Isn't this great? Yeah. Shout out to Pro Man. I went home to Maryland for a funeral, and y'all need to give CGA his props. The community is being held together by aging baby boomers. He says, also, I never realized how simpish the 90s was. He says, now I got, now I got, oh, wait a minute, now I got to. I think you meant now I got to go and watch the Maxwell off my brain. Yes. The Maxwell. All right. These Maxwell last ninjas, but the baby boomers are holding the community together. Once the baby boomers start getting their dirt naps and we'll all get a dirt nap. Sadly enough. Once the baby boomers get their dirt naps, ninja, the, the community will implode. Or it will be wiped off the map. I'm just letting you know. Meaning that the the statistics are going to plummet. Because you got Gen X, which is the smallest population of of people in America. That generation has the smallest. Then millennials have a larger, they're larger than Gen X. Gen X is more more or less forgotten about. But once the baby boomers go, so the marital rate will plummet. The divorce rate will stay stagnant compared to, to the marital rate. Um, statistically, numerically, everything's going to drop, right? And uh, the black community will basically be, because most millennials, they kind of just, um, they kind of just, uh, they don't really identify like that pro-black shit. Like there are some, most of them don't. They really don't give a shit, right? So you're going to have a, you're going to have a massive shift, especially in the community. It's crazy. Let's get back to the show. Actually, I, I need to do a couple super chats. AC says, you the sheepless champion, too, all right? You converting them. I'm the sheeple champion, <laughs> sheepless. <laughs> thank you, man. Yo, man, thank you for making me read shit like that. 
Never heard of that word. But I'm the sheeple's champion. I'm converting the sheeple. Player Parlea says, and it scrolled up so I can't find it. Player Parlea says, for my favorite African-American out here. Uh, look at my African-American over here. Look at him. Yeah. Are you the greatest? You know what I'm talking about? Last one, Delta Fox says, this is my last super chat for weeks. He says, I spit around, I'm not going to say it, but it's on the screen. <laughs> Thank you, Ninja. And uh, the lead attorney, Anton da Daniels, in pocket watching JT. All right, you spent all of that money super chatting. He says, uh, the entertainment value is there, though. I have no regrets. Shout out to you and watch your pockets. All right, I appreciate you, Delta Fox, and it is what it is. All right, I appreciate that. Yeah, get your money right. Get your money right. All right, what are we doing here? I'm going to get back to the show. Stragglers Legal Theater, uh-oh. This is going to be hard to uh, report here, but I got to report it. Here we go. Like, ride with me if you ride with me, you can slide with me if you feel like 550 on the fast sticky, come get high with me, that's a deal, right? Stragglers Legal Theater, man, do me a favor. Hit the like button. How many people watching today's show? Wow. 2.3K concurrent between two channels. Almost the channels divided in half or at least in a third. All right, into thirds, two thirds watching on the free agent lifestyle channel. The other third watching on the notorious CGA channel. I appreciate everybody watching. So we got peak audience at this point. We could have more. Let's get to it. Straggle and Sniggle Theater. What's up with you nasty boys out here? Oh, that's nasty. The nasty boys are being exposed. Namely, let me give you an example. A lot of these podcasts that everybody, you know, riffs about and they talk about like they'll be like fresh and fit. And this uh, Nut Ever podcast and all of these podcasts that bring on girls. And these girls are strags or OnlyFans girls or Instagram models. And then the guys will talk shit about these models. And then they'll go subscribe to them and jerk off to them. Yes, that's happening. That's been exposed and that's a reality. Which is weird because the audience is seemingly men that need help. Uh, but what happens is they're distracted by the women and then they'll go back to uh, supporting women that they talk shit about or feel low about. It's a weird thing. We also have a lot of guys that want fit and feminine women. They'll claim that what's your dress size? And then at the end of the day, they want nasty, uh, overweight women, right? And they want to bang anything. Their standards seem to disappear when they want to go ahead and get that nut. Now, we know and acknowledge the nasty boys. Oh, that's nasty. We acknowledge this. But this woman's going to come out and acknowledge the fact that y'all ninjas out here lying in the comment section, all right? And it's an older woman, so she has just about everything right here. Take a look at her. Take a look at her. I'm not trying to throw her under the bus, but she's number one, not. She's, she's older. She looks overweight. She looks like basically well blubber in that suit. Uh, she has a wig on. You know, she's everything men say. She hit the wall. But she about to expose y'all right here. She about to say, y'all love this good cushion. Y'all love this gushy stuff. You love this warm embrace. All right, here we go. You know, they like that piece of meat right there. And that there. They like it. Even if they pretend that they don't like that on their social medias. You no, know, on social medias, they always say they want somebody fit and feminine. You know, under 90 pounds, racially ambiguous. But what you don't see is what goes down in the DMs. Uh-oh. I'm speaking specifically to you. You know who you are. You can tell the world publicly uh, how you want somebody telling But I know all too well, and you do as well that. Uh oh 
You like something meaty. Meaty. Something with oh. substance. Substance. You want these thick hips Woo. on your lap. On your lap. Grinding oh. purposefully. Oh, granny. And you know the outcome better than anyone else. Oh, no. I will take you to heaven. Oh, Lord. But go ahead. Placate to your little friends all you want. Yeah. Granny love is not pressed. But if you keep playing and you wait too long, you're going to miss out on. Oh, no. Something meaningful. Oh, my. Go entertain your little friends. Go and get. You know oh, go and get, she said. She said, wait till I wrap you in. <laughs> wait till I get you. My warm embrace. She said, wait till I put it on you, ninja. You gonna bust a nut and your toes gonna curl. Don't mess with granny. She said, y'all didn't just be coming over there hitting it, ninja. And don't don't act stupid and brand new. You won't fit and friendly, she says. Oh, that's nasty. All right. She's like, come get some of this granny, ninja. Come get some of, some of this back fat, this fupa. That's what she said. I didn't say it. That's what she said. And she said, y'all didn't just talk that shit, but you be in granny's DMs trying to get these soggy titties. That's what she said. I didn't say it. All right, come get some of this granny love. Ninja, come get to this granny love. Yeah, man. She said, y'all didn't just be in here thirsty all ages. She said, wait till I grind purposely. Oh, this is a disgrace right here. Yeah. These old Gen Xers. She's a Gen Xer. She might be a boomer. She out here trying to get that boom boom room too. All right, let's hear it again, y'all nasty ninjas. They like that piece of meat right there. And back there. Oh, look at that. Man, I tell you, brother, she said back there. Oh, the humanity. Look at that. The Sogmeister definitely got to that. And don't think it, it's going to look way worse out of that bodysuit. I'm going to just let you know right there. It's going to look like a golf course. All them dimples and, and stab wounds and bullet wounds and curled up C-section scarves. Ninja, it's going to look crazy. I know it looks smooth right here. Like well blubber, but I'm gonna tell you, man, it's gonna look crazy when you see all the, you know, the uh the hair, the hairs, what do they call it? The ingrown hair spots, discoloration, cellulite, it's gonna look like a mess. She got that thing over here making it look smooth, but it's very rough. But y'all nasty ninjas trying to get a nuts. She said, Y'all like that. Y'all like that back fat. They like it. Oh. Even if they pretend that they don't like that. Yes. Yeah, sure. She talked like a boomer, even if they pretend. All right, she got a blonde wig on, too. You nasty boys out here. Oh, that's nasty. Y'all nasty boys. <laughs> All right, take you to Straggle Single Theater right here. Let's see what we got here. Oh, it's loading up. Apparently, this woman here um, is committing identity theft. And she went to go get the, to go to the dentist with half jeans on. What is going on with these jeans? These are like three quarter jeans. What's going on here? All right. So let's play the video. All right. This woman gets busted. Identity theft, getting some uh, dental work done. She got some big hoop earrings. Hey, let me see your phone real quick. What's your name? Let me see your phone real quick. What's your name? Tina who? Okay. What did you, what name did you come here under? Um, my name. Why? You came under here under your name? You sure about that? Mm-mm. What's going on? Lana. Okay, go ahead and stand up for me real quick. Recognizing red flags, the officer took swift action, placing her in handcuffs and escorting her out of the dental office. Oh, no. You got ID on Security for the jail. Apologies. One four nine zero three. Security one four nine zero three. Can I get my girlfriend? 
Nope. Locked. Oh, man. Locked up. Damn, she got good clothes on and she got a good wig on, but the the, the dentist was like, Wait a minute. <laughs> Who are you? You tried to get some implants, but you're not your real name. Apparently, she's used some identity theft or a CPN, uh, which is similar to a credit social security number. So it's illegal to do this, I believe, to use that as a social security. And she got caught. This is your purse? Yeah. My phone. Show me out at 1950 West Exchange Place. Reference follow-up. Oh, taking her off to jail. Georgia Center for Child Advocacy. Oh, no. Damn. The whole police force is here. Mama, my pocket is Nah, that's coming with us. Oh, Come on, no. I don't know what's going on. Can you tell me what's going on? I explain everything to you. Let's keep on going to the car real quick. You got any weapons on you? No. You, you got check. anything sharp on you? No, I don't have anything on me. All right, face that way for me real quick. What happened? I'm going to turn them out of 2096. There's no weapons on you, okay? Can you get, she got my keys and stuff in there. Oh, dang. Let me get her. You keep the purse. Let me get, um, let her. Can you tell her to come out here? Hang tight. Damn. We ain't going nowhere. Trust me. Hang tight for a second, okay? Now stand right there for me. I just need you to stand right here. He said, there's your baddie. Oh, we, bro. Oh, we, bro. Oh, we, bro. She going to skedaddle. Come on, man. Not yet. She going to run. Run. Look at that booty. Woo. She got ass though. Coach, she thick though. Run. No weapon. No. All right, go ahead and have a seat for me real quick. Oh man. I just caught a bad. I just it's just something stupid I did. So it's go ahead and tie it real quick, officer. All right, man. Uh, listen, man. We we see what it is. I was gonna play the whole video as long as hell, but uh, you going to get some dental work under another person's identity? This is crazy. Mm. This is crazy. These people out here trying to struggle and strive to survive. All right. What do we got here? Uh, what about this guy? Straggle with Snickle Theater. Uh, this woman here that you see, take a look at her. She looks a little cutie. She a little cute, petite. She got a lot of neck. She got a lot of neck. I would definitely get that neck. And uh, this is a cute girl, random girl. I want you to, I'm going to play this video. Then we're going to break it down. And a lot of people look at this as this girl's cute. And you might think, oh, I just want a cute Funny girl, goofy girl that I can uh, dominate and let her be goofy. But a lot of people caught this as a red flag. All right, let's go ahead and play the uh, video here. My name. I go by her highness princess Waffles next squirrel. But on Tuesdays you can call me Boris. I'm also fluent in cat. It means, can I have a hug? Oh. Oh, the humanity. Boxies. Boxies, boxies, boxies. I'm annoyed. I is Zoe. Megaball. Are you in a relationship? No. I am. With Peter. He says he's jealous of you. That he forgives you. He nuzzle a him. Okay, guys, I'm going to let y'all know right here. Now, here's the thing. Most people are going to say, oh, she's a real girl. She's funny. She's 
She's loosey-goosey. She's not serious. She's not a narcissist, right? You're going to say that, right? Because she's cute. She looks non-intimidating and something like this. Now, I'm going to tell you, brothers, this is going to be cool for about a week. And you're going to think this is, like, cool for a week until she can't turn it off. <laughs> until you can't turn it off. And then you're going to be, like, annoyed. And even she says in the clip, oh, I'm annoying. Because probably everybody she's been with saw her as innocent and kind of cute and endearing and different, but they ended up being annoying. And so let me go ahead and go into the comment section here, just so you can see. It says right here, you may think you could put up with it, but you couldn't. You could not put up with this. It seems innocent, but it's not. Let me go give you right here. <laughs> he says, apocalyptic post nut clarity you would see the future you wouldn't know how to die this one this one says i went out with a chinese girl in my early 20s that acted like this half the time the rest of the time she was threatening self-deletion and starving herself until i would visit her yes that's the, by the way that's the ling ling trap that is the Ling Ling trap. They play cute and endearing, and then they're like, well, I miss you. And then all of a sudden, when you pull back, they threaten to cut their wrist. <laughs> and so, yes, this one says, you think there's an off switch? Nope. Nope. Maybe a mean switch, but definitely no off switch. Yes, they're going to be an off switch. I mean, not off switch. She's going to turn mean, aggressive right here, and it's going to be, um, it's going to be weird. All right, people right here. No, I'm already annoyed. This is the female version of an incel gamer. This is the female. Uh, uh, let me see this right here. Her side sweet bang yangs is perfection. Yeah. <laughs> uh, would you put up with a girl like this? Would you put up with a girl like this? Right? It seems nice. It seems sweet. But let me tell you, I, I messed with a girl like this and um, in high school. And she was like this and it was cool. But it, it became old and annoying very well. And yes, it was a long time ago, as Ninja. Let me play it again. <laughs> yeah, her her bang yangs are on point. But let me play the video. Yeah, this is mental head meds right here. Merp. She said merp. <laughs> Hold up. She said merp. Merp. Hands. Money. I go by her highness princess waffles next squirrel. Oh my goodness, ninja. Oh my humanity. <laughs> hey man, if you clap her cheeks, you stuck with this shit. And she gonna be trying to self-delete, try to get out but of I'm here. Jesus, you can call me Boris. I'm also fluent in cat. Oh ninja. I'm fluent in cat. Oh man. Soon as you hit that bottom, she gonna be doing this. <laughs> Oh, my Jesus Christ. This is going to seem cute. Can I has hug? You know how many guys are going to talk to? You know how many guys are going to fall for this? You know how many guys are going to fall for this? You're going to fall for this. Can I has hug? You're going to come home and she's going to say, can I has hug? And why does she, why does she have her arm one above the other? <laughs> guys, I'm going to tell you, brothers. You all are going to fall for this, and you're going to go crazy. You're going to be pulling out your eyelashes after a week of this shit. And I has hug. Oh, my. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Bope. You're done, ninja. 
You're done. Boxies! 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 I'm annoyed. I is sorry. <laughs> I'm annoying. I is sorry. You will never have a serious conversation with her. You will never fix any issue. Because she's going to revert back to this. You're going to get serious on her. All right, I'm serious. And she says, I ain't sorry. Yeah, so you're going to clap. And you're going to do, if you make this woman a mother, it's a wrap. Make a move. Are you in a relationship? No. I am. With pizza. Yeah, oh, man. With pizza. Yeah, brothers. <laughs> he said, this is an incel's dream. In fact, incels would be like, I, I want a woman. She's perfect for me. Ninja, she's going to torture you as Ninja. All right, we got mental health on the rise here. Mental health issues. We have a woman that got in, of course, it looks like a Honda. I thought it was a Mercedes C-Class. Looks like there's a traffic accident. And we got Karen's gone wild. Here we go. Two Karens. Is there is there damaged. damaged. My car is damaged. Where? It's right here. If you want to see, you oh, can come over shit. to me. Why are you hitting my car, lady? Yes, it's not damaged. You bitch. Get away from me. She's crazy. Oh, Jesus. Wait a minute. You know, just look, you know, look with her, you know. It's not damaged. I mean, usually what you're supposed to do you're, you're in an accident yeah. is we exchange information. Bitch. Oh, no. She gone. Oh, no. All right, so that's the end of that. Why do they people put music on the end of that? So she gone. Bye-bye. All right, Um, here we go here. We got the license plate. California, not a surprise there. California is going the way of the dinosaur. So we have what you see here is you have a, a basic fender bender. And this woman is knowledgeable, probably does this a lot. It looks like a stoop and squat. Basically a rear end collision I, or maybe they backed up on each other. It looks like they backed up the old straw. Uh, what do you call it? The old scarecrow looking woman says, no, baby, there's no there's no damage done to your vehicle. This is basically uh, fixable. And she hammers it in place. Just to be honest with you, she hammered it in place. A lot of people would not do this. This is a pre your video is basically a snap on project. So she hammered it back in place. But then she ran to that innocent ninja. <laughs> Let's play the video here. So as you can see, she said, you got no damage, right? This, you know, uh, somebody, uh, uh, a body works area will definitely charge you $1,300, maybe $2,000 to fix that. And they're basically going to hammer it back in place. So the Karen was right. Take a look at that. She fixed it with five hammers. It's fixed. And uh, she fixed it. So that was true. But then <laughs> this poor ninja, he was just my. <laughs> Wait a minute. You. So she fixed it, but then she further come. Well, she further made it complicated by running to this innocent ninja who was just. This. And I'm glad he didn't hug her back because I'm going to tell you, man, this man grew up at a time where either his grandfather got lynched, you know, or something. He knew not to hug that crazy ass Karen. This ninja looking at his whole life. Look at that. This ninja came from a place in the South where he knew not. This ninja was a teenager when Emmett Till got snuffed. He was like, mm -mm, I do not know this woman. He's like looking at her. Wait a minute. Who are you? And she was like, save me, ninja. Save me. <laughs> he like, uh-uh. 
Not no pale blonde white bitch. Uh-uh. He don't know, huh? Mm. He like Toby be free. He ain't going to jail over this crazy ass Karen. <laughs> oh, no. He's like, what the hell? He's like, never in the history of time have I had a white woman cling to me like this. <laughs> he was like, well, she did fix it. Well, sir, I tell you, I tell you, she did fix it. I say she fixed it pretty good. Now, won't you say? And I'm going to tell you, the other side is a mulatto woman. I'm going to pretty much to say that right here. <laughs> Get her face. Yo, well, she did kind of fixes it. All right, she wasn't getting her situation here. White women are very manipulative. Uh, she tried to manipulate, and it wasn't working, so she skedaddled. All right, she got out of there. Look at her. No consequences. She fixed her face up real quick. She was playing the victim. Now she just going to walk the hell off, straighten up all them tears. Now she gone. All right, now, fact, look. Now, here's the other part about it. The other woman is out of pocket, too. The other woman completely out of pocket where she's over here broke trying to get a lawsuit on a basic classic fender bender here. Now, the other woman is out of pocket, too, because, listen, hey, man, all right, looks like I backed up into you. You okay? You got any issues? Here's your insurance. Let's switch it up real quick. All right, never mind. You got 200 bucks. I'm going to fix that. This is a basically walk. But, of course, they're ruining traffic for a fender bender, which that Karen fixed. And this woman's making a big deal. I'm going to sue you. I'm going to take you to court. Mm. <laughs> she had the NPC walk. I'm convinced NPCs are real. All right. Uh, anyway, Straggle and Stiggle Theater, last video. Uh, mental health is of the utmost important. Uh, I want to say this is a family show. So put your put your earplugs in. Put your kids' earplugs in. This woman's going to curse a lot. But I was talking about this earlier at the concert. What's wrong with BWs? They never want it. They go overboard. All this trauma. I don't know what's going on here. But this woman's here with her son, her son, husband, future son, husband. And uh, why do people go crazy at fast food? All right, here we go. Oh, all right, here we go right here. Let's get the value. You didn't even tell me I don't do anything. Not to rectify the situation. Not going to do it. Fuck you, bitch. Then you have my face. Somebody give me the number. Who your general manager? Bitch, like I said, every time I come in here, you fucking yelling at somebody. Oh, bitch, I come here every day for my lunch break. Eat meat, bitch. You can say that shit walking away. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. All right, and this kid, look at this Kaylee. Good Lord, have mercy. She's skinny. Methany right here. For, well, she in high school. I won't talk about her. But look at this. Look at this. Oh no. Oh, look at this. She got the little kid, little son. This is what the son has to witness. He probably he probably deals with this a lot at his house. Her flipping out, her being dr dramatic and traumatic. Uh look at is this a tattoo or a bullet wound? I can't tell what's going on here. Look at she ain't got no bra on, titties all out, nipples point out. She probably got hair on her nipples. All right, and this young boy, she done grabbed him by the scruff of the neck. And uh, this is a future son husband here, and he probably sees this emotional tirade, her drug dependency, and shit like that, her blaming the baby daddy for her issues, her being broke, her selling turning tricks, and now this son's got to deal with this shit. Now, pick it up, bitch. Pick it all up. Pick, pick it up. up. Oh, no, she's bitch. tearing up more stuff. Look. I ain't destroy shit. I'm making it messy in this motherfucker. Call the fucking police. Call Call She's throwing salt and pepper. Oh, no. Right in front of the kid with them titty swinging. 
for? Like why? Again, I was I was saying this earlier. Why don't they hog tie these women? <laughs> like why don't they hog tie them? Snatch they weave out? Like we need to get to the point where they be slapping the shit out of these women. Like what? Just smacking the shit out of them. Like but you know lawsuits. But I'll take a couple of bit because it needs to calm them down. I was talking about this earlier at the concert. Standing on furniture, no decorum, no no sense of how to act, no class. These women definitely need to be just, you know, a couple of them. Fire hoses, German shepherds, I mean, all of that shit. All right, let's continue. This. Like, what are you doing? You feel better now? Look at that ass. Oh, look at that dimply, nasty ass. And Ninja still going to hit that. All I wanted to do was just order some food. Look what I got to go to. Yeah. Queens. Queens. Uh-oh. Coming to a hood near you. Yeah, coming to a hood. Rated R for ratchetness. Oh. Oh, Queens. Yeah. Um. Any woman that acts like this, Ninja, I'm telling you, man, straight to the insane asylum. Straight to the insane asylum. And a lot of you guys think that's normal behavior because you live in neighborhoods like this where you see this often. You're desensitized about it. You might record it and be like, look at this woman. But you guys got to realize a lot of these women have children. A lot of these women, then other women see these women act like this, and that's how they act out. Because why? There's no consequences. Now, her consequences are going to be her life. Her life outcome is going to be her consequences. That's what is going to be her consequences. But... Nobody sees that. People think, oh, she got away with it. So then they act ignorant as well. But I think it's far time these women need to be tased so well that they're pissed on. Like they piss on themselves because they're emotionally abusing these children. And she's using the child as a shield too. You see this? The child's scared. And now she's clinging on to the child because, of course, if they do something to her, you're doing something to my child. These kids need no custody. They need the CPS to show up, although CPS ain't shit either. <laughs> All right, CPS ain't shit neither. All right, is that the rest of Straggle Sniggle Theater? Uh, it is. Yes, it is. It is. Hey, ride with me if you ride with me. You can slide with me if you feel like 550 on the five sticky. Come get high with me. That's a deal, right? Ride. Now, that young boy is going to grow up probably, you know, hampered and disabled as a man, young man. Um, and then he'll end up getting some consequences that arrives on her doorstep and she's going to play the victim. He ain't never did nothing to nobody. He ain't never heard a thing. Now, he, the police going to deal with him. Oops, upside the head. And then she's going to be like, the police it has been a problem. Brutality of ninjas and son, husband shit. Sadly, sadly, shout out to ladies. Love cool seeds said the community. Give him the buzzer. What happened to Cam Newton? Um, and was a uh, slap in the face to him. Well, I think Cam Newton, I know people don't know, but Cam Newton, I can't show it because it does have physical, well, it does have a fight. So I tend to not show fights too much on my channel. But if you didn't see, Cam Newton was involved in an altercation at his camp. And I do think that Cam Newton engages in trash talking, which I don't mind, but that trash talking when there's nobody to uh, separated like at his own camp does lead to physical confrontations. So he's not one to shy away from a good trash talking incident. But as we know, people get emotional when there's no referees, there's no cameras and so forth. So Cam Newton is the type of guy to bring on that energy as a sense of, Hey, I, I don't mind trash talking you, but then once it gets physical, 
I can't say he's a victim here, but I will say it's sad how people deal with legendary people in the community. Like he's a guy that can help lots of people, but he's going to need some sort of security. He's going to need to be able to be insulated or isolated from the people instead of giving back to the people. And there's almost no reward to giving back to the people in this manner, in my uh, opinion. Most of these guys probably didn't even pay the full fee to get in there. And then you had them jumping. What I would say is a legendary college athlete. His professional career was good. He had a good cup of coffee in the league, but he's a legendary football person. I mean, his, his legend at Auburn will live on for a long time, what he was able to do there. But, of course, now you have ninjas doing gang violence at a football thing. It's sad. And somebody said he was being condescending. He's, he, he is the type of guy like that. Now, I'm going to just say this. He is the guy, type of guy to be condescending and engage in trash talk with people that don't matter. Like, why would you even waste your time? And also, he could have got stabbed up. Let's just put that like that. I'm surprised that those young bloods, those are the type of dudes that will stab you up. And why would you do that, man? I'm telling you, man, I got a little bit too much ego to be hanging out around fighting ninjas like that, <laughs> right? Uh, it's sad, bro. Shout out to the Bronx King. Jordan Belfort brought or bought his wife a yacht for her birthday, put her in a mansion, and financed her whole life but still left him when he was charged. That is something I want to discuss maybe later on this week. That is something I want to discuss. Because the investment stage is vital for women. From the women's perspective, they're like, I just want to have security. I just want to be provided for, which that is the basis of human interaction for women. They are always going to want this because that's how they thought it should be, and that's how it's pretty much been. And there's some guys that say, if I can provide and secure my woman, I'll have her forever, which is going to be a mistake on your part. You'll have her for a period of time, which is where the whole marriage thing is a little bit of a Matt Walsh. This is what they're missing out on. So I, I will concede women want protection and security. It does allow them to be able to give you more of what they want to give a man. So if you meet a woman is like, okay, you hit it off and I'll protect and provide. She'll give you more of her because she doesn't have to focus on the outside world. However, this is where the, however is with no fault divorce with hypergamy with them, women being in the streets, you can do that. And once she gets accustomed to it, she can stab you in the back. Or once you're down, you were up. Now you're down. Then she ditches you or she goes back to Pookie or she cheats on you. Well, if that's the case, all that investment is gone. And the majority of people are experiencing this now. So you get your ass in a bind. You get some criminal charges. And most of these things you're doing it to provide her a lifestyle. Women are like, just pay my bills and just pay for dinners and give me security and protection. The problem is, yes. Well, not the problem. The the issue is, yes, that's going to work. But don't lose your job. Don't lose your status. Don't let her find another guy at her job. These th Now, then she'll just basically bounce on you. Then as she exits, then she wants more. Give me my alimony, everything I'm entitled to. Give me my community property. Pay me child support. 
that's a double L. So this is the problem men have. Not that they can't provide for women. Nobody's talking about this. It's not that men can't provide for women. It's the fact that there's almost no reward in providing for women other than the fact that he might win. He might get a good one. He might get a woman that takes that support and provision and then dedicates that to you and only you because that's why he's providing. That is the problem. It ain't the problem that men don't want to provide. It's that he looks at it as a major gamble and he could lose bigly. And he could lose that. The problem is him losing is he loses big fast, like overnight. Like, he loses overnight. Like, she could be working with a guy, and all of a sudden, Xerox room. And then the guy's putting something in her ear. Most women are unhappy, okay? Most women are unhappy about their relationship. I'm not happy. So then, <laughs> if she is unhappy, and somebody is there, and she finds this as a good landing spot, she torches all that work. That is a significant gamble today. Significant. It's not just you lose the girl. You lose everything you invested. For men, they're like, why would I keep gambling like that? That's the problem with it. That's one of the problems that people aren't really hearing us on. They're like, well, it's just money. It's just house. It's just your life's work. And it's not like she has to prove anything. She could just bounce. Gone. It's crazy. Anyway. Mm-mm-mm. Mm-mm-mm. Rue says, Coach, I came across a James Brown interview in 88. Dude was high off that coca. It's hilarious. ATL Ninjas, always been wilding. Yes. Um, He's been high on coca for uh, several decades. <laughs> All right. Anyway, there's some very funny clips of him performing in the 70s and 80s. In this ninja, you could tell he was high as a kite. YouTube trash talker, Coach the Army, created a social media app called Fakebook True Story. Also, yesterday was my BD or your birthday. Shout out to you. I spent it driving 1,000 miles in a vehicle governed to 60 miles an hour. So I had time to catch up on your show. Mm. Oh, that's terrible. Was it a bus or a truck governed at 60 miles an hour? Jesus. All right. Shout out to you and happy birthday to you. Los T. Women are forcing themselves into P situations. No man of means is going to want any woman without paying up front. No more retirement husbands. Yes. They're forcing themselves into prostitution. They're, they're, do, they're doing it. Yes. Even the OnlyFans thing that you see here. Uh, then people start sectioning it off and, you know, normalizing it and saying it's not that bad and women are making money. I mean, we're in a very, very difficult situation. The regular dude says, Imagine the population agenda, then America announcing that we don't have enough soldiers. That's a problem. Indeed. Met, uh, MC Hamster says collision of student debt and age 30 is upon us. It's going to be problematic. And he also says, saw you, uh, saw you, saw J. Cole live. Shout out to the ninjas who know. Shout out to y'all that follow me on the gram. JC Doubles and triples up. AI is the next hot thing. However, it will soon collapse to a few giants. And many of them will fade or be sued for plagiarism of art and video content for sure. And he says, whoever hit that bottom is going to wholly regret it. 
She's going to turn psychopathic on you. FD33, I'm losing friends because of the RP. What do I do? Just sit back and wait. Just sit back and wait. A lot of people do, a lot of people don't want to associate with men who are awakened and aware. So people are comfortable in their own lives. Um, just sit back and let them learn. That's all I say. Uh, it's kind of like, um, I look at it as I got information that most of them uh, will not know or they will not validate. But then they will also come back to me and tell me the weird shit their girlfriend is doing. And I'm like, <laughs> why does she do this, coach? I don't know. TGC more. Why is Cam Newton fighting in their community? Man is risking his life. Community is done. Send it. Shout out to the community. Cam Newton is a fool to me, but he watches the coach gang. I know he watches, but you're a fool to be scrapping uh, some dusty ass ninjas. <laughs> right. And what type of ninjas will fight Cam Newton? I mean, anyway, Cam Newton was roughing them up. He must have said something to him, but um, he was manhandling them, though. Uh, Maury says, stop discussing the RP with normies. I agree. I know it's one of those things. But just understand, even a guy, let's just say you know a guy, and he kind of understands divorce culture. And you discuss it with him, and you go far, and then you sound like an extremist. Even a guy that you think, even a woman, I can handle the truth. I've watched a couple Kevin Samuels videos, right? They're going to tell you this, and I somewhat agree with him. And then you go further in discussing the situation. They're going to go, and uh, they're going to turn sheep on you. <laughs> they're not going to be able to handle it. So I always tell you, Maury's right. I don't discuss this at work. I would not discuss any of these things at work. You're going to go too far. You're listening to me sniggling. <laughs> what you watching? Oh, I'm watching. Uh, I'm watching this guy. He's uh, the coach. Oh, what does he coach? Well, he coaches men on men's issues. Oh, oh, really? I'd like to hear it. Nah, you don't want to hear this. Oh, I can handle it. I, I, I have three brothers. Um, you know, I have three brothers. I have two sons. You know what I mean? All, my father was a hardcore uh, masculine man. I can handle it. And then you let them, you give them your earbud. Okay, listen to it. It's really good since you understand. You're going to give her her earbud and she's going to get triggered. Mm. Same thing with guys. <laughs> oh, I can handle it, man. I believe in this stuff. I watch people on Instagram all day. And they be saying stuff like women are in, men are in love, women are in business. And they be saying stuff like everything you give her is a gift and everything he gives you is a loan. I'll be watching it all the time. And then you be like, all right, homie, yeah, you're going to really like this guy. He's the coach. And you're going to give him the fucking earbud. And he's going to be like, man, I'm going to HR, man. This is a little too aggressive. This ninja crazy. Mm. <laughs> right? So let the normies be in Normieville, all right? Let them be in Normieville. Do not share this openly because you're going you're gonna to freaking get ran. You're going to lose your job talking this shit. Rue, last one says, uh, and I'm going to get on with the show. Yeah, the Ling Ling theory is true. This chick I was talking to was playing games, so I pulled away from her. Now she's telling me how depressed she is and how she needs counseling. Sad thing. Sad thing. Uh, Linglings do use that. I'm going to tell you, man. You guys don't know how Linglings get around. And a lot of them use their, their you know, we, we, do, we do give Linglings a lot of uh, 
run over here because I do like them. You know what I mean? But they're very, very passive aggressive, super passive aggressive. And they sink they claws in their claws in like weeks down the line. They'll act like it's just a hookup. They won't say nothing. Then they, oh, and then all of a sudden they flip and then they like, and then all of a sudden you're like, oh shit, this is too much. And she wants to follow you around like a cat. And you might think, oh man, I got my ling ling in check, but you're never going to get space from her. You can't never get away. Then as soon as you cut that shit off, it's going to be, she going to want to cut herself. She going to want to be rocking in the corner. She's not going to make a big outburst. She's not going to yell and scream. Maybe if you're behind closed doors, if you've really been with her for a long time, she might throw shit at you. But she's going to be plotting. Poisoning your coffee. All right, here's some applesauce. You like apple? You like apple? Here you go. She gave you an apple with a razor blade in it. I like apple. (laughs) Yo. Watch out, ninja. We got the six-week rule. Six-week rule, bruh. Six-week rule. Whatever you do with a woman, this is what we tell young men. All men should know this. Whatever you do with a woman, the first six weeks is on her. So if she's like, hey, let's hook up. Let's just have a little thing. I don't need a relationship. You my sneaky link. You're going to be like, okay, this is easy pickings. And you're going to be hitting it, crushing it. You're going to be putting your knee and back into it. Digging her out, hitting that bottom, folding her up like a love letter from the second grade. Now, the first six weeks is on her, meaning that if you pull back before the six-week mark and she flips out, that's on her. You'd be like, hey, man, I told you. Now you done busted on me, and now you done, I done dug you out, and you didn't think this was going to happen. You thought this was going to be good. You thought you wasn't going to catch feelings. You caught feelings. I'm going to let it go. If she acts up, that's on her. You'd be like, man, you chose to do this shit. Now, after six weeks of hitting that shit and you go to you go to six months, you go to a year and you keep digging her out and she keep laying there. She st- she show up at your house. Let me show you. This is how she going to show up to your house. She going to show up to your house like this. Hold on for a second. Let me see if I can frame it. She going to show up on your house like this. All right. And she going to be all innocent. And she going to be like, hi, I just came to see you. And she going to say. Yep, that's how she's going to do it. Merp. And you're like, oh, well. All right, and you're going to grab her by her neck. You know what I mean? You're going to fold her up. She's going to let you, too. She's going to have 10 toes to the sky. And you're going to be like, all right, you're back. All right, here you go. She's going to throw up Merp. All innocent looking. And you're going to be folding and folding and folding. You're going to get to that eight-month mark. And it's going to be an absolute catastrophe. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to be like, I don't want to deal with you no more. And then you're going to try to get rid of her, and you can't. You can't get rid of her. And then just, you're going to be like, and I'm going to slice my wrist right here. I'm going to go to carotid artery. <laughs> and then you're stuck with this woman. Stuck. Stuck. You're going to be like, Merp. And she's going to be hit. You Hold on for a second. Let me find the other one. This is what she's going to do next. She gonna be like, you're like, I'm done with you. Is she gonna do like this? She gonna say, it means, can I have a hug? Yep, she gonna look at you. <laughs> That's how she gonna look at you. Can I have a hug? She gonna have a knife in the back of her hand and right here, she gonna slide that knife. <laughs> can you have a hug? You be like, no, I don't want you to have a hug. Then she gonna say, 
Hold on for a second. She gonna say, oh, here she is. Oh. Oh. Boxies. Boxies, boxies, boxies. I'm annoyed. I is Zoe. Yep. That's how she gonna look, Ninja. You go, your whole life is gonna be. <laughs> you ain't never gonna get rid of her. You ain't never getting rid of her. She stuck, Ninja. You stuck. You am like, shit. <laughs> that should go hit you with that merp. All right, let me get back to the show here. Crime and law CGA. All right, let's get to it. Crime and law CGA here. All right, we got a couple stories to report on. Crime and law CGA. What do we got here? Okay, we got a ninja out here. The Lawrence High School basketball coach accused of felonies or felonious sexual assault on a female student. Oh. This is no bueno. All right. Uh, let's see. Is it a ninja? Okay, we don't have a. I do have a video of. Let me see. We do have a video. Oh, there he is, right there. All right, there he is, right there. Okay, right there. All right, let's read the story. This ninja head balding. All right, here we go. Sipping cappuccino and sip soups was called, and laugh was vulgar. Canvas paintings of the Isotola, and on his arm he wore a priceless vulture. Tobacco pipe smoking. Escobar, the life is over. Just a. Anyway. Y'all just don't know what I'm rapping. All right, Lawrence basketball coach right here. Basketball coach Lawrence High School was accused of felonious sexual assault involving a student, a female student, according to the police in Manchester, New Hampshire. Investigators, and notice how they framed the story here. I cannot, I cannot say this even more. There's the ninja right there. Now, guys, when you get into positions like this, um, just know, man, I know... You ninjas be liking young girls. Uh, you have to have some discipline because people will say, people will say that um, these girls are innocent. They didn't know what they were doing. And yes, they are experimenting. They're also experimenting uh, against men and they can put themselves on you. They can put themselves on you. I'm just letting you know, you got to be very disciplined and Notice how they framed this story. There's been a lot of women being arrested for these exact situations, and they have not called it a sexual assault. Most of them say they had a sexual relationship. Have you noticed that? In this situation, they have framed it as felonious sexual assault. So just notice how they framed it different. differently. All right, let me see what they said here. Investigators say Jesus Moore, who lives in Manchester, turned himself into the police. Earlier on Thursday, uh, related to the assault in from 2002, his LinkedIn profile indicates he's the head coach of the boys basketball team. And it says right here on February 7th, 2024, Manchester police notified um, Lawrence, Massachusetts police about an alleged sexual assault that had taken place in Manchester. Seems like it's a two year old assault. And um, here we go right here. Let's go down. It says the police learned that 34-year-old Jesus Moore of Manchester, a basketball coach at Lawrence High School, had arranged for a female student to get a ride to Manchester, gave her alcohol, sexually assaulted her at a Manchester motel. <laughs> That's a hell. Oh, my goodness. Uh, they don't say the age of the young woman. Okay, he will not be coaching these days ahead. He was charged right there pretty quickly, and they had no comment. He was uh, Bell was set at $1,000 cash, which I'm, well, he's a coach, so he might not have that money. But uh, as you can see, this dude took advantage of a situation where he's supposed to be the mature adult, and he went crazy. 
Uh, it looks like the woman, the young woman, is probably a minor and probably was like a manager on the basketball team, something like that, that happened. And they probably had sex more than once because they said right here, he gave her alcohol, assaulted her at a motel, and he arranged for a ride. So it could have been one incident. But watch out for the, these incidences because these people are doing it and then becoming a victim at the end of it. So obviously if she was underage, certainly that's a no-go zone. If she was of age at the high school, which could be possible, trust me, I've worked on high school campuses, these young women are aggressive. And they tend to do things, sometimes they regret it. And regret is a very big thing for women. So they might seem to be going along with it. It doesn't seem like he, he, he assaulted her like I jumped out of the bushes or did anything in a locker room. It seemed like they planned it out and she was with it. But the regret of, for a lot of women, especially in their first couple of years of sex, they will regret it. And then it's, you're up shit's creek. Not only that, it was illegal what he did if she was underage. All right, so pay attention to that. Don't think that a woman's down is enough to get you by. Even an adult woman, especially women in their early college, just out of college years. She might look like she's down, but a woman can remove consent after the fact. A woman can remove consent during the sex, especially when you're messing with young, young women, like junior college age, like 21, they might seem like they want to do it. I actually have a video I'm going to play tomorrow or tonight of a woman saying she didn't want to hook up with the guy. She was celibate, and then the, she went over the guy's house, and then it, 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 it the escalated, natural escalation of a man and woman in private, then she went up to shave her punani, came back down, had a sexual relationship that she let her regret it. Why did she regret it? Because she was on a path to celibacy, according to her. She was not having casual sex. She stopped it. She pulled herself off the marketplace temporarily. Then she said things escalated, and she later regretted it. Now, she didn't charge him with an assault, but that's an example of things escalating, and then the woman saying, mm, but I really didn't want to do that. This is what you have to watch out for in today's culture. Not every woman pulls this, but you never know. Speaking of uh, crime and law CGA, let's go to the courts. The rapper 2 Chains is allegedly being sued by a woman in Charlotte after he called her a thought on video. Let's go ahead and play the video here. The Charlotte woman at the center of a multi-million dollar lawsuit against the rapper 2 Chains is speaking out for the first time. Christina Chisholm filed a lawsuit against the rapper whose legal name is Tahid Epps and a friend in March. She tells WBTV's investigative reporter Nick Oxner she filed the suit because her reputation has been ruined. <laughs> sugar, come on, cat right here waiting on you, Sugar. Come here, Sugar. This is the video Christina Chisholm says cost her her job and ruined her reputation. What's your life been like since that video? Crazy. Um, I can't go out in public. The video features rapper Two Chains backstage at a concert in Charlotte. Turn on me right now. Show him what I'm talking. This is Tina with the eye right here. Chisholm says she was invited backstage by a friend of the popular rapper. Before the video had even started, I was in the back room and um, we were just eating chicken wings. Then the rap. See, this is what I'm talking about, guys. Let's stop it right here. We got a two minute video. We're gonna stop it. All right. So here again, she put herself in the predicament. 
What do you think people are going to do backstage? I'm just going to give you a, I'm going to, I'm going to ask you, what do you think people do with that backstage? Backstage underage. Again, we got to ask, well, you're actually, uh, what do they call it? You're victim blaming. <laughs> victim blaming. What do you think you were going to do back there? They're probably going to smoke doobies, do lines of coca, have strippers. What do you think they was going to do back there? Pray, go to church, rest, shake your hand. What do you think you were there to do? <laughs> okay. And what friend invited you backstage? So this is essentially, we got to start calling it what it is. This is a disgrace. This lawsuit should be thrown out. But of course, we live in a situation where women can withdraw consent at any point. Then all of a sudden, you're stuck. You're screwed. You're trying to explain your way out of it. And 2 Chains, um, I believe, is an intelligent man portraying an ignorant rapper, if I'm not mistaken. He's a pretty intelligent man. I think he's a college graduate. Let me see here. And so he's playing the character in the background. 2 Chains. I think he's come out and say he did have that moment where he, he was out there sucking salami on Hillary Clinton. Let me see here. He was sucking salami on Hillary Clinton. Let me see right here. Hold on for a second. All right, I got to respond to a text real quick. All right, anyway, let me see 2 Chains' degree. Does he have a degree? Does he have a degree? He has a psychology degree from Alabama State, um, and he transferred to Virginia State. He played basketball at Alabama State. All right, shout out to him. So he's, he's, not, a, he's not an ignorant person. Doesn't mean you have a degree. You're not ignorant, but he's not an ignorant person. And so he got caught up playing a character, and it went too far. All right, let me see. Uh, take a look at her eyes. Hungry eyes. Can't you get it through your thick skull that I'm broke? Dead, flat, stony, broke. I've got $3.85 in my purse. All right, so there it is right there. And now she's like, and I went backstage, and they was trying to have stick things in my backside and duke shoot. All right, here we go. Um, we were just eating chicken wings. Then the rappers realized Chisholm wasn't who they thought. That's when they <laughs> made the video. Actually, like until the end, I really didn't even know if they were recording, and I didn't know that he was going to post it on a blog. So I was just like in shock. <sighs> really? Really? You were in shock. I didn't know they were recording, and I wouldn't know what they were doing. We were just eating chicken wings, and they were posted it on a blog, and I can't show my face anywhere. This is crazy. This is crazy. And $5 million lawsuit. $5 million lawsuit. Again, we tell you lawsuits are the new form of divorce. These women aren't having children like that anymore. They're deleting them when they can. These women aren't getting married like that. Like, like they were. So this is just the new form of them extracting money from people. However, you put yourself in this situation. If you didn't want to go back there, you didn't have to go back there. The video features two chains asking Chisholm questions and eventually asking her to leave. I think you should go that way. It went viral. I was like, oh my gosh. What? No, they didn't. In the lawsuit, Chisholm filed against two chains. She says the video got more than 80 million views and thousands of comments. Most included things too vulgar to say on TV. Chisholm's lawsuit says the video and negative comments also cost her her job. But in a response filed by Two Chains' lawyers in court, attorneys claim Chisholm doesn't have a case. That being called a hoe isn't a fact that can actually harm your reputation. 
They also say Chisholm, who's representing herself, oh, hasn't followed Jesus. the rules to properly file her lawsuit. So you're confident that you can win in this lawsuit? Yes. I, I feel like if, I, if I'm just honest with everything that really happened, then sure. there's no reason why I wouldn't. Man, this dude had an interaction with her probably less than two minutes. And yes, yeah, she went viral. Um, they're saying ho and thought. That's not even a word. And uh, probably what she was doing, she got kicked out. So she didn't want to go back there and cooperate. She wanted to drink all the drink and eat all the food. And then all of a sudden, boom, now lawsuit representing herself. Frivolous lawsuit at that. So this is a way where we tell you, yeah, these women are broke, but they're also predatory. They're predatory. They'll put themselves in a position and then claim to be the victim. So this is what you have to watch out for. I, get my, I lost my job at no grease. What is no grease? <laughs> she a paralegal all of a sudden right here. When she's asking for five million dollars, she says, in hopes of teaching the rapper a lesson about disrespecting women. If oh. I could see two chains, like I would just be like, "Where's my money?" Report. Oh, where's my money? I told you, Ninja. These women broke. Let you hey. get through your thick skull that I'm broke, dead flat, stony broke. I've got three dollars and eighty-five cents in my. Yeah, purse. he need to call Hillary Clinton because uh, what was it? I can't remember his song, his famous song. He was out there stomping for Hillary Clinton. That was a fat L, 2 chains. But here she is, like, I don't even have video evidence that he called you what he called you. He basically said you could go that way. You could get out. And she probably, on one of the things you'll find out, gentlemen, one of the things you'll find out, number one, Punani ain't free. Number two is this. And uh, you will find this happening. If you let a woman into your space, She'll come in smiling. I'm happy to be here. Tell a woman to leave. Tell a woman to leave your marriage. Tell a woman to leave your relationship. Tell a woman to leave your house. Tell a woman to leave a room that you're in. That is your room. What's normally going to happen? She's going to throw a hissy fit. For some reason, telling them to leave is where the problem's going to go left. You think getting her out is going to be a problem. Just wait until she comes down that adrenaline comes down and she sits there and thinks about it thotting and plotting and she lets that anger that uh that piss and vinegar and she start plotting all right i'm gonna get that ninja and i'm gonna track him down and i'm gonna i'm gonna sue him and i'm gonna do this and i'm gonna find them i'm gonna these women are hell man so you try to get a woman out, and then it ain't even her place. You'd be like, why don't you leave? That woman is intentionally not going to leave. She's going to start tearing shit up. <laughs> How many, and people don't think so. How many people have experienced this? How many people have experienced you telling a woman to leave? Just leave. This woman will not leave, especially if she's young or ignorant. You didn't even tell me Yep, here we go. Here we go. Yep. 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 So you tell a woman to leave, especially a strag, she about to tear all your shit up. She about to commit property damage. 
and then we'll say she's the victim on the way out. And take a look at this woman right here. Does she look like a victim? Reporting in Charlotte, Nick Oxner, WBTV on your side. And this so woman don't have the rapper. This woman doesn't have anything better to do than to file this lawsuit. And here's the sad part: he'll settle. He'll settle. He'll settle this lawsuit. So the sad part about it: how much money do you think she's going to get? She sued for five million. The lawsuit seems to have been filed. He has responded to the lawsuit. How much money do you think she will get? Because she could. Now, the lawyers could fight this. Either way, 2 chains is going to lose some money. This is one of the things you have to understand as a man. Because he's going to lose some money, he could either say, I'm going to pay the lawyers to fight it and hope it gets thrown out. Or I can settle this with her and hope she goes away. Which she will once she goes away. It just depends on what number she's going to get. I don't think she's going to get $5 million. There's no way she's going to get $5 million. She could end up with, I think, six figures easily. She could. I'm not saying she will. She could easily end up with six figures because it would make sense to pay her $100,000 to say, run, rabbit, run. And she's broke enough to take the 100 k Okay, because that's pretty much what she would want. It would change her life. But for him, the 100 k would be worth it. 200 k would be worth it. 250 even possibly might be worth it because, let's just put it like this, He's going to pay $200,000, $100,000, $50,000 to fight it. Yes. He's going to pay that much money to fight this lawsuit, especially since she's representing herself. And she might even have a lawyer jump on to even extend it out. But she's representing herself, which, it, which is problematic, which is problematic because the case doesn't get dropped until the judge drops it. She cannot drop the case. She can say, I'm not going to drop it. I'm going to keep it active. And then you're going to have hearing, continuance, evidentiary. You're going to have the, that's the problem. So, yeah, she could come out with a little bit of money, 50K possibly. But the lawyers are going to get 50K. The lawyers are going to get 100K to fight this bullshit off. And the lawyers are probably calling her, hey, what would you take to let this go? She could probably say 2 million. And they're going to say, forget it. No, you're not getting 2 million. That means the case is going to go on. And that's how the problem is going to start. So, you know, <laughs> it's going right here. And his lawyers are going to, she doesn't have a lawyer, so they can't take half. So his lawyers are certainly going to get a payday. This is how law, lawsuits work. All right. And just because he settled doesn't mean he's guilty. So that's the problem with it. But now the stance that I would take is if he fights it, this is just information. If he fights it, He's going to spend the money on his lawyers anyway. So that's where the problem is. And he might be well within his right to say, I'll pay the lawyers 50 grand to give her nothing. That could be a situation. And then ultimately the judge can throw the case out, but he's still light money. He's still light of money. All right. So anyway, let's take you to the next segment. Is this the next segment? Nah, let's do some super chats. Super chat. What'll be down here? That was Crime and Law CGA. Crime and Law CGA. What'll be doing here? Let's get to the super chat, super chat. And then we got, what is next here? The reality of wives. We're going to open some eyes. Then we're going to get to the main event. All right, Ninja's like, this case is super old. Ninja, I've been complaining about that on YouTube for a long time. And that doesn't stop YouTubers from putting old shit up here. Uh, did you get the lesson? Did you get the lesson? Were you able to get the lesson? 
YouTubers put old shit up here all the time. But here you are in the comment section. Or do you feel better about yourself? Was it, did you get the lesson? <laughs> you fucking idiots. Anyway, uh, let me see here. Did you understand the lesson? Ninja's been going viral on old content that I cover four or five years ago. Do, is, do you jump on there and say it's old? No, you don't. Uh, but uh, anyway. <laughs> All right, anyway. What are we doing here? Shout out to Stephen M says, had to eat at a two-table party at a restaurant between the, law, the loud laughing and talking from table to table. They had no idea the nearby tables were over it. Decorum out of the window. Shout out to you. Yep. Shout out to you there. Decorum is gone. And I've been telling y'all that for a long time. I've been telling you, hey, I'm going to start covering shit I already covered. Ninjas is like, okay, soon as I cover it, it's old. <laughs> you want a cookie, sir? You want a cookie? All right, shout out to Kaylin. What did Kaylin say? Kaylin says, okay, what did Kaylin say? Kaylin says, Coach, I just realized that Caitlin Clark may be the number one pick of the WNBA draft when she comes out, but she won't be a bigger star than she is now. Isn't that ironic? No, yeah. The WNBA is, is a farce. So she's getting her best. Um, she's getting her best coverage right now. All right. Uh, somebody says, Coach, right here. See, the, look at the guys right here. We, we just gave you a scenario. Oh, my goodness. All right, anyway, let's do this. <laughs> let's, we we, we got to hide ninjas. <laughs> we got to hide ninjas. Even if you're a supporter and I see your name and it's familiar, I got to hide y'all ninjas because I, I, can't, I can't please you ass ninjas. Y'all crazy. <laughs> All right. All right, here we go right here. All right. We're going we gonna to hide ninjas right here because I already, I already had this conversation with you and y'all ninjas was like, it don't matter if it's old or new. Now y'all ain't here complaining. All right, so here we go. We about to start blocking ninjas. <laughs> Real fast. All right, anyway. And unsubscribe when I block you, please. All right, shout out to uh, our brothers here. No government name. No government name is in here. What did you say? No government name says, I was out with one of my JUCOs this weekend and found out she was the cousin of one of my former coworkers who was also... On the dark side, he walked in the restaurant and see me with her and his jaw dropped. Remember, fellas, it can be your girl and your cousin and even your granny at this point. Salute to the coach gang gang. All right. Yes, guys, the dark side is once you're on the dark side, you cannot unsee what is the reality. All right. So a lot of people, a lot of women are on the dark side and you won't know it until you're on the dark side. You won't know it until you're on the dark side. Mr. B says money, mind, uh, money mindset stream was really good last night. I appreciate the insight you gave. I added the shut up clip on locals this morning in MP3. You can download it so it's easier to include on your show. Same username. Shout out to you, Mr. B. <laughs> All right. Shout out to Mr. B. What do we got here? We also have... Let me see if I can get this guy right here. PayPal's a little slow. Oh, that was PayPal. Thank you for downloading that, uploading that in MP3. I got maybe one more. Let me get to Kaylin. Yes, the dark side is, is undeniable once you're on the dark side. 
We have Russell says, what's your opinion on the girl from the Oma Lay concert? Are you going to do a stream about it? Yes, that's later on today. Shout out to you and that's a co-sponsorship. All right, that's a, I, I know it went viral last week, but of course it went viral when I was ready for the weekend. So I didn't cover it, but I'll talk about it. All right, what are we doing here? Macaroni Tony, do not, do not mess with quirky hens. They are mentally on the spectrum adjacent. And he says, and you potentially can be held liable. This is why we tell you, do not mess with mentally unstable women. Even women to, that claim to be depressed. Okay. They want to be depressed, but I'm going to let you guys know, depressed women, kind of quirky women, they're on the spectrum. They're not living in reality. So they will say, uh, the problem is they want to be treated as an adult. Then all of a sudden, they want to be treated like a child. And they passively say, well, I deal with a little bit of this. And guys, even if they're quirky as an adult woman, they're hiding something. Do not mess with them. Let them go. If they're in therapy, my opinion about therapy is it's somewhat of an admission that they cannot cope with a reality. Like, I'm, I'm giving you a reality you can't cope with. If they can't cope with reality and they disguise it by being funny or passive aggressive, this is, a, this is an admission that they're struggling somewhere and they're seeking out help. It's not always, but you can almost... You can almost cash write a check to it. Just let them deal in that reality. They might be on head meds. They might be in some situation where I just deal with a little anxiety. Most of it is they're dealing with drug use. The residual effect of drug use. They're not going to tell you this. They're just going to tell you they're in therapy. You need to investigate why. Uh, and even then, I would just say run. But the problem is most women are dealing with these issues. They're also dealing with the residual effect of being 304s. 304s. Even if they make money on the internet or through OnlyFans, they're dealing with the residual effects of mental damage, of promiscuity in their early life. So I'm just telling you guys, I would as soon as I hear therapy from a woman, I run. It's not a badge of honor. It's not, well, I'm doing the work and I'm in therapy. It is typically a bad situation. Like 9.9 times out of 10, just skip it. Just skip that woman. Now, if she's on the JUCO, you might pass go, but even that could be dangerous. But it's almost getting to the point where that's the majority of them. If they use the word trauma, I would say run. Because trauma is basically a buzzword for liberals uh, that says their issues, their past issues are greater than yours. It is the assumption that you don't have any trauma and their trauma always trumps yours. My past traumas. Now, are people traumatized? Yes, all people have traumas. In fact, most people in America that have trauma is like first world trauma. You got people crawling across the border. You got people getting great by the cartel. They're doing tag team and train gangs on them and they're coming across the border. This person has trauma because a parent abandoned them. I mean, it's sad. It's to me, it's first world problems that they're trying to trump you and say, well, my trauma is greater than yours. So you have to deal with my shit in order to deal with me. I would just tell you to run. These people are not, they're professional victims. They're not going to be able to be um, rationalized with. 
Can't rationalize with them. Can't help them either. Even if you join in into their couples therapy, you cannot help them. These people are the worst. All right, anyway. He says that she knows her therapist's full name. Yeah, I, I, therapy to me, is, I, it's always been a red flag. And people have used that against me in many situations. And then they try to overcome it and tamp down. I'm going to say, let's get to the real issues. How much drug use have you had? Are you an alcoholic? Do you have an inability to sleep? Are you overweight? Do you not exercise? These are going to be the true issues. Not, not that they're overcoming uh, past trauma. They fucking been ruined their life long time ago. <laughs> yeah, I, I run when I hear that. I'd be like, okay, good. Stay with your therapist. Leave me the fuck alone, please. All right, anyway, and check their medicine cabinet if you're dealing with them. If they're doing any prescription drugs, you're almost in the, you're going to be done. I would say run, but again, I'm eliminating way too many women. So a lot of guys are like, coach, what are we supposed to do? I, I had a roommate that was like this. And um, I should have learned from her, but I didn't. She came across as nice. She was smiley, white girl, and bubbly in person. Now, I had to live with her. She didn't cause me any. She also was promiscuous. This was in our early 20s. She, she, had, she was promiscuous. And uh, she came from an abusive relationship, right? And I met her boyfriend. He was a Chung Lee. He was a Ricky Tan. He was an Asian guy. She was a white girl. And, of course, he was an abuser and all of this shit. Now, and when I seen him, he just seemed like he was, uh, had a personality. Like, he just had a, unlike, I mean, like many Asian guys, they just don't have a great personality. They're not outgoing. They're somewhat introverted, introspective. They're thinkers. So he didn't seem like he was a joyous person to be around. Abuse, I couldn't say. Now, I'm going to tell you, living with her, she was cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs behind closed doors. She was weird, emotional. She would be down, uh, not always happy, kind of smiling through her tears. You know, when white girls be laughing <laughs> and crying at the same time. It wasn't often, but she would have breakdowns every now and then. Then when I challenged her to do stuff, hey, you need to put your dishes away. She kind of go oh, pouty, hold her breath. Of course. Now, here's the thing about it. Here's the thing about it. That wasn't even the worst of it. The worst was when I got down to the devil. The devil's in the details. Because I'd never linked with her sexually, because I never pursued a relationship with her, she opened up because we were roommates. And every now and then she'd have a breakdown. And what she revealed to me was telling. What she revealed to me was very telling that most people would not know about her. Now, again, I'm going to just say this as I'm not identifying who it is. If people know of all the female roommates that I live with, I guess it's a process of elimination. But what she told me was when she was a minor, she was committed to some mental health facility in which a doctor allegedly assaulted her sexually. And then she ended up suing that doctor or suing that hospital and I believe winning something. But now when I knew her, she was, we were all like 22, 23, 24-ish. No, more like 22, 21. So when she was 15, 16, 17, she had gone through some situation where she was in some 
mental health facility. The doctor and her had a sexual relationship, which is somewhat common. But, of course, she was a minor. It's an automatic grade. You see what I mean? And that was just one of the things. Nobody knew this information but me. Like, nobody, yeah. And I believe she framed it as she got involved sexually with him. But, of course, hey, she's a patient and she's a minor. He definitely overstood, overstepped his boundaries if it, it was true. So that's the story she presented to me. She didn't say, like, he came in and assaulted her. He basically was like, yeah, we had a sexual relationship. But then, of course, it was right. And so I'm sitting there like, bruh. <laughs> you know what I mean? Now, here's the problem. A lot of young women have stories similar to this. Lots of them. And because... Let's go back to the coach. The coach that got into a situation where he got the girl drunk and had her at the Momo and clapping her cheeks. Young women experiment with their sexuality early, typically 14, 15, 16, which was under the age of consent. They'll experiment. Now, how they experiment, it's a wide variety. They either get boy crazy. They'll all this play spin the bottle. Sometimes they might have even earlier an incestuous relationship. A family member, an older family member might take advantage of her. Um, or you might have a situation where a coach, a teacher, a student, a, a, the, the guy on campus, the football player, and she's just a nerdy chick. Or they might get all out assaulted. Where they get just completely ran over. Because of this, these experiences aren't going to be things they share with you when they're 25, when they're 30. They're not going to share it with you, although it will have residual effects of, upon them. They're not going to discuss this with you. You might find this out well after you move in, well after you marry them. You might never find out. Sometimes, yeah, they, they were doing strip poker and the shit went far. They were in college and she was a stripper uh, to make some money, and it's, I'm telling you, they are almost always all filled with these stories. They did drugs, coca, like they, they're exposed to this much more than we are at 16 and 17 and 18 and 19. They're exposed to this way early. We're not exposed, the majority of us are not exposed to this. Yeah, they got trained in college where it just went too far. They invited two, and then five showed up. Or they wanted it. They say, oh, I'll take on all five of you. I've been that way. I've been in situations like that, high school and college, where a young woman said, I'll take on all of y'all right here, and we're at a party, or we're in a small group setting. And you're like, huh? And then just go jump in. Then all of a sudden, and I got raped. And you're like, wait a minute. If you know the scenario, it was not that. She asked for it. She says, I'll do it. Now, she could say, I was on coca. Um, I was vulnerable. My dad left me. I was on drugs. And those things are what you don't know. So now when she's 30, 35, 40, and she's saying she's at a therapy, and she's overcoming past traumas, a lot of that is that. A lot of that is that. Girls trip. They had a, a early termination of pregnancy at 13. They got knocked up by a, a nephew, a cousin. Crazy shit. Crazy shit. But we don't experience it, so we don't know. 
And they're not going to be open to telling you this because you will judge them or you might victim blame them. So they'll just say, I'm in therapy. Yeah, they were in foster care. Um, and then something happened in foster care by anything. Some of them might have sold some peace leave, 16, 17, 18, 19. Also, it is very common for women at 17 to get fake IDs. Some of them strip and they start at 16, 17. 16, 17. It is very, very common. But because they're young, they didn't know, they were just dumb, they were taken advantage of, they were desperate, their father left them. Then all of a sudden, they're telling you. They're telling you that they're just in therapy. But they're not telling you why. They partied. You guys got to look at look out for this. You guys got to look out for this shit. It is a real, real issue in our world. But again, it's no, yeah, stepdad shit. It is wild. But they experience life way earlier than, than we do, meaning they're exposed to more things because they're young women and people are predatory and people take advantage of their youth. Yes, later on, it could be they didn't want it. You guys got to watch out for it. Where are we at? Xavion says, ninjas don't realize girls acting random and cute like that are usually stuck in a perpetual state of immaturity, usually from childhood sex trauma. We were just talking about that, which stunts their mental growth. They need serious help. Stay away from girls like that. She's more dangerous than cute. Yeah, because it does seem cute and endearing. But yeah, something's going on there that makes her act like, like, like this. I'm annoyed. I am sorry. Now, again, there's an example. I'm annoying. She's, she's aware that she's annoying. <laughs> she's aware that people find her to be annoying. And she will also do things that are annoying intentionally with the hopes that you feel sorry for her. I is sorry. Mm. Benjamin says, I'm taking my savings account. I'm taking my savings account seriously now at 24. I'm a stack. Stack them chips. Has space will travel. She's probably has an OnlyFans. Childish 304s are popular now, which also a lot of psychology here. A lot of pseudo psychology. Which a lot of men are attracted to younger women. Unfortunately, this is a truth. They call this neoteny. We can also say that when we find older, um, older, well-developed women, some men will say they're not attracted to that. Like big, you know, in America, they grow women big or the women grow themselves to be big. Most men will see that as overgrown, overdeveloped, especially at an older age. And men will stay shy away from that. We do have men that are attracted to younger acting, younger looking women, and it could border the line between a lot of deficiencies for the men. Because she's acting like this, she's acting out this thing that men are going to be attracted to. You're going to be weak and vulnerable to it because she's acting girly. They have a thing called neoteny that the woman appears to be young. This is why Asian women tend to be described as neotenous, girly. Young features. So that's why people then might desire them biologically. Because they are adult age, but they are acting young or look young or have youngest features. Tough situation to talk about. But this is something that men are attracted to, whether 
you believe that it's a psychological issue or not. Some people go overboard with it. What that does make it a psychological sickness. And then they start looking for women specifically that look younger than they actually are. Or worse. <laughs> worse. But our culture has always had this. Like doctor, nurse. All right. Teacher, student. Schoolgirl. Cheerleader. Football player. Cheerleader. Coach. I mean, our Industries are ripe with these situations, ripe, ripe with these situations being openly discussed. And, and women who engage in role play, daddy, daddy, right? Damn daddy. Now, don't act brand new on me, brothers. Do not act brand new on me. You guys going to make me out to be the problem here. I'm just discussing something. But that culture is prevalent just about everywhere. They have movies. American Beauty was exactly this. The modeling industry is exactly this. <laughs> so don't act brand new when you wonder why Britney Spears became famous. Pretty obvious. When Christina Aguilera became famous, clearly obvious. Most of your female celebrities become famous at a certain age. Beyonce. Don't act stupid. Yeah, the babysitter thing. So don't act stupid on me. You're afraid to discuss it and you want to put on to me your psychological issues. But our culture is ripe with examples of this happening. No, you don't have to go to Thailand to see this happen. Okay, they've been putting out young women in front of you and, tro and trotting their ass out here for a long time. <laughs> okay, don't, don't put it on me. I'm just letting you know that then... You, the women deal with these issues once they turn 30, 35, 40. And then they act, they act dumb like they didn't know what was happening. And it was a full volunteer or participant or got taken advantage of or used. Sierra, same thing. Sierra, Mandy Moore, Libby Dunn. You could go down the line. Brandy, all of these women got trotted out in front of you. Monica, Ariana Grande, they, they, that's how they are doing it. They're certainly talented, more talented women at performing than those women. Anyway, <laughs> Aaliyah. Anyway, tough situation, but that does create a lot of mental issues for just about everybody. Did I catch up? Did I catch up? I did. Uh, what are we doing here? Bronx King says Benzino just revealed yesterday that Paul Pierce was stabbed in Boston for pushing up and being disrespectful disrespectful to a real gangster's girl. Then he snitched on the dude who then got 20 years. Cam Newton better watch his mouth. Was this an old story about Paul Pierce? That's crazy. Uncle Mel Show says, probably lost my job and my wife all in the same week, but I did buy a jet ski and money is not an issue. 41-year-old, 44th birthday, is next month, life is good, free agent lifestyle for life. Shout out to you, man. Well, you lost your wife and your job. That's very common. Sincere says, Coach ain't lying. I had a woman, playful, threatened to gorilla glue her panties to my windshield. Yep. All right. It happens. <laughs> it happens, gentlemen. All right, uh, Rob Cruz, Coach Mayab, sent me to Salt Lake City to straighten out a place. Went to Vegas for the weekend. Straight strags, gorillas, and gorditas, and dirty bitches on the strip. 
He says the place is played out. Grand Canyon was good. Free agent lifestyle for life. Shout out to you. Um, yeah, uh, the strip, if you come to Vegas and you're going to go do Vegas, I would say, well, listen, I don't have a budget. I'm, you guys have your own budget. Then just be like, you could go to Vegas with $300. I wouldn't. (laughs) Okay. I wouldn't, you can do it, but I wouldn't. All right. And you stay down at treasure Island or you stay down at the Flamingo and you stay down at the middle of the strip or across the street from Caesars. Uh, not even Caesars, even further down. Okay. Um, and you do Vegas that way, you're going to see a lot of strags down and that side of the strip. Center strip is where the strags are. Where the people come in from Arkansas and Memphis off PPP loan money and um, child tax credit and uh, stimulus checks and welfare. It's not that good. All right. Uh, Fremont Street is fucking wild. All right, I'm going to just let you know. Cheap, cheap shit going around. You stay at the... Uh, at the billiards, not the billiards, I'm thinking uh, uh, Binion. You stay at the Binion Hotel down in Fremont. You're going to see strags and gorditas and bitches with big eyelashes. It's going to be a disaster. Yeah, don't broke travel. Ninja, just wait till you have your money up. You're going to smell a lot of weed. Now, if you want to stay somewhere where it ain't strag central, go to the Venetian, go to Aria, go to the Cosmopolitan, stay down at the Mandalay Bay. All right, don't, don't, don't. <laughs> all right they're just playing dumb because somebody said earlier you need five thousand dollars to go to vegas and they're just like you could go for a thousand you could go for 300 i wouldn't you could do it <laughs> right <laughs> yeah you stand down by circus circus listen listen here's my opinion on travel i would just say don't broke travel don't broke travel i'm just saying yeah bro i'm just I wouldn't travel like that, but you got to do, you got to do what you got to do. <laughs> you got to do what you got to do. Ninja. I ain't go, I don't have your money, bro. I don't have your money. So I can't tell you, but broke traveling ninja. I'm just telling you, you don't see what you think you're going to see down there. Yeah. You stand at the palms. You stand at the Rio. Hey man, do what y'all got to do, bro. Do what y'all got to do. You stand at South point driving in. Hey man, do what y'all got to do, but don't think. <laughs> He said, you asking too much. Don't think, don't think you're going to see what you think you're going to see. You're going to see a lower side of Vegas. You're not going to see the upper side. I'm just letting you know. Anyway, let me get back to the show. What do we got going up in here? What do we got? All right, we got wives. We're talking about wives, and then we're almost on to the main event. Uh, we have a skit, We Are Wives. Oh, man, this is going to be crazy, guys. For the men who want to get married, the reality of wives here we go right here. What's the reality of wives? Here we go right here. Here's the skit first to set it off. And then uh, we'll tell you. Our wives will ask you to fuck us from behind because we're tired and we just want you to finish fast. We're wives. We'll ask you to fuck us from behind so we don't have to look at you. We're wives. We might just lay there while you're fucking us, but we're still enjoying ourselves. We're wives. We aren't just laying there while you fuck us. We're also making a grocery list. We're wives. If you had loaded the dishwasher, you'd be getting a blowjob right now. We're wives. When you buy us pretty things, it makes us want to suck your dick. Pull your pants down. Pull your pants down. I love it. 
We're wives. If you cheat on us, we might just stay with you so that we have something to hold over your head for the rest of our lives. We're wives. We know when you're checking out other women. Even when we're not with you. Because we see everything. We've got eyes on you. All the time. We've got moles. And air tags. We're wives. If you cheat on us, we'll cut your dick off. We're watching you. We're wives. We'll help you bury a body. Unless you slept with that body. And then it's your body that's going in the grave. Hello. We're wives. All right. Um, a little bit of a little bit of humor to open up this discussion about wives, which most of this stuff is jokes. Art imitates life and vice versa. Life imitates art. And these things are passive aggressive jokes, but they're not so jokey when that is actually your wife. So a lot of women know the leverage that they have over you when they become your wife. And some of these things are the leverage. As you notice, most of the things they say um, institute that they have leverage over you. And I'll break it down just so you can see it. Yeah. Now, this is a this is normie humor and everybody who's married. Oh, yeah. Oh, you know, let me. Of course, the comment section. Oh, this is so true right here. And somebody says, I feel bad for whoever marries these women. Guys, it's not just these women, bro. This is what marriage is. OK, this is what marriage is. And women know this. They share these things with other women. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, and watch out for this. Thoughting and plotting. Thoughting and plotting type shit. So we'll break them down individually so we can see. Um, this is what happens when your wife gets five to 12 years into the marriage. Now, you're not going to see this in year one through five. Coach, I got married and I don't see it. Well, you're just married. Remember, Hafiz was married for less than two years. And he was like, what are you talking about? You normally don't see this until she's 30. 35, 40, and then it's too late, right? We call that investment stage, and then the bait and switch. So that, now they're looking for a reason to get out of the marriage, a.k.a. the marriage will. How do I get out? How do I divorce? All I need is a little bit of evidence and a little bit of interest from another man, and I'm out. Let's go ahead and play it. Here we go. We're wives. We'll ask you to fuck us from behind because we're tired. Yeah, sounds good, right? So we talk about, um, men talk about, I want, my woman's soul. I want her to skeet on me. I want uh, passionate sex. I want to, right? And I've been saying sex with wives are almost rare, very rarely passionate. And it's like, if you buy sex, it will not be passionate sex. And I've been saying, guys, when you buy sex, when you have a wife, you're buying sex. She's going to mention this later on. When you have a wife, you're buying sex. Yes, and then white wives or another one. They're very planned out long-term. So she said, I'll, I'll just, what did she say? Oh, I'll let you hit it from behind just because I'm tired. <laughs> okay, here we go right here. Here we go. And we just want you to finish fast. Yeah, we just want you to finish fast. We just want you to finish fast. Um, married men, men in relationships. How many times has your, you been like this? You got your wife in bed, your girlfriend in bed, and you about to give her the long stroke of life. You about to give her the long stroke of life, and she says, aren't you finished yet? Like, hurry up and finish. Uh, you taking too long. Uh, come bust inside of me. Fill me up. And you about to give her the long stroke. <laughs> you like, finish up. You're like, we just been going at it two minutes. And she... All right, you ready? Hurry. And you're like, huh? 
she just there finish go give me the five strokes so i can say i did it some of y'all ain't going to give her the long stroke anyway but this is the wife this is your woman this is who you want to have passionate love making and she just like she just tap you all right fill it up come on hurry up finish she don't want to tell you that the genuine desire is gone gone she's doing it as pity sex this is what we call pity sex this is duty sex and it can be quite um it can be quite demoralizing let's just say it like that it can be quite demoralizing because then you realize what it is now you're gonna bust and she's gonna get up take a piss wash her hands might and then be out of the room she gonna be back watching the Kardashians. <laughs> that fast. I'm just letting you know, guys, this is a reality and it's somewhat demoralizing over a long period of time. And then you're gonna wanna cheat on her, but let's go ahead and break it down here. We're wives. We'll ask you to fuck us from behind so we don't have to look at you. Yeah, that's, guys, these people are not telling jokes. This is not a joke. This is real. People don't think this is, people think this is a joke. This is real. She don't even want to look at your goofy ass face. In fact, she thinks your face is ridiculous when you're when you're throttling her. She thinks it's quite ridiculous. All right. Um let's see here. Let's go to the next one. Let's see here. We're wives. We might just lay there while you're fucking us, but we're still enjoying ourselves. We're yeah, we're okay. Wives. We aren't just laying there while you fuck us. We're also making a grocery list. Yep. Oh man, that's another one. That's a big one. We're making a grocery list. <laughs> All right, there. All right. Yep. We're just like we're not laying here. We're doing something. We're thinking about folding laundry. How long is this going to finish up? Carl's Jr. Star, marital missionary. Hurry up. Ask a wife what she thinks about during sex. She will literally say. I thought about making a grocery list. I was thinking about running some errands. Yeah. Let's continue. We're wives. If you had loaded the dishwasher, you'd be getting a blowjob right now. Yep. Okay. So the only reason right here, bro, the only reason she's going to give you a blowjob is because you loaded the dishes, AKA chore play. Chore play. Mm. I'm going to reward you because you did something. Good boy. This is not a joke, guys. This is a reality of a lot of how a lot of normie women think. I'm going to give you a treat. Good boy. Now, I'm going to drop my neck for about 30 seconds and claim my jaw is going to hurt. I've been telling you this for a long time. This is not going to be the most enthusiastic sex. Now, you're going to think you're lucky. Boy, I got lucky tonight. And then you're going to be like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to load the dishwasher. This will be the lazy, laziest blowjob you've ever had. Lazy lazy we're wives when you buy us pretty things it makes us want to suck your dick there you go right there so we talk about this i don't buy sex i don't pay for it what is this called this is called paying for it i need a purse handbag you got me a car you bought me some jewelry or they'll have sex and then ask for these things aka paying for it this would be the exact equivalent of prostitution there's nothing, there's no difference. Let's continue. Pull your pants down, pull your pants down. Thank you, yep. I love 
We're wives. If you cheat on us, we might just stay with you so that we have something to hold over your head for the rest of our lives. There you go, guys. I mean, listen, these are all the things that I tell Mary or uh, men want. They think their wives aren't going to do this. Yes, they'll do it. I said this like last week. They'll catch you cheating and they ain't going to blow it up, but they know you cheating. So they're going to find out to get leverage from it first. They're not going to say you're cheating on me. They're not going to do that. More likely, they're going to find it out and then investigate further, see who it is. Is she uglier? Is she prettier? What can I get from this? Can I divorce him? She's going to angle it. She, these people aren't lying. Your wives, we know when you're checking out other women. All right, the rest of them are irrelevant. It's somewhat um, redundant at this point, but this is the reality that a lot of people don't understand. And it's the truth, all right? It's the truth. Let's play this clip right here. I've talked about this. Oh, by the way, let me say this. This is an old story. This is an old story. By the way, I've played this story and talked about this before for the this is an old story ninjas, but I felt it was important to play it again. Are you okay with this? This is an old story. What are you asking? This is old, coach. It's an old story. It's already been resolved. It's already been talked about, but I'm going to play it again. Are we okay? All right. Do you need some graham crackers? Do you need me to cut the graham crackers down the line? Do you need some uh, ants on the log? Do you need some, what do you need, ninjas? Do you need your apple slices cut up? Do you need me to peel the skin off the apple for you? Is that what you need? This is an old story, but I'm going to bring it up again. All right, you see what I mean? All right, here we go. A lot of people might not know this. But again, I talked about this right at the beginning of the show. This is an old ninja coach. You dumb it. Just because you've been here for five years doesn't mean somebody else doesn't know the story. Okay, this is Tim Duncan and his wife. I'm going to play the video. We're going to talk about the realities of men investing in the wives only later to have the investment crumble. Remember, I got to teach you the foundation. You invest in her, but it all could be sacrificed and you can lose. Let's play the video. Billionaire's wife has an affair with a male stripper, and this most shameful of cuckoldry inevitably falls on the head of the NBA's nicest guy. Since becoming a couple with Amy in 1994, Duncan has given her nothing but undivided love. One reason Duncan waited until after college to enter the NBA draft was to honor his mother's wishes, and also to spend his college years alongside his girlfriend. Even after entering the glamorous NBA, Duncan remained a hopeless romantic. In 2000, the Orlando Magic tried everything to recruit Duncan. But because Coach Rivers prohibited players from bringing girlfriends on the team plane, Duncan chose to forego a six-year, $68 million mega contract to stay with the more compassionate Spurs. A year later, Duncan and Amy officially got married. Amy didn't want to idle at home like other NBA wives. Duncan, supporting her, not only helped her return to her medical career, but also established a medical foundation and entrusted its management to Amy. Little did he know that this substantial fund would become the catalyst for their divorce. In 2012, Duncan suddenly realized something was off with his wife. Every time he came back from an away game and sought affection from his wife, she would make excuses to refuse. Initially, Duncan thought his wife was just tired, but as large amounts of money from the foundation started to go missing, he realized something was amiss. 
It was only after a private investigator's investigation that the truth came to light. His wife not only had an affair with a male stripper, but also took out millions of dollars to help him start a business. Duncan wanted to handle it discreetly at first, but who would have thought his wife would turn against him for her lover? Amy not only initiated the divorce, but also slandered Duncan as bisexual. Although Duncan might seem slow, he's actually very smart. He collected evidence, won the lawsuit, and even gained custody of their two children. After a seven-year courtship and 12 years of marriage, Duncan might not forgive, but he still gave Amy $7 million. As a man, he has done more than enough, but the wicked often bring trouble upon themselves. After the divorce, Amy was duped by her lover into opening a gym. However, within two years, the gym went bankrupt and the lover left her. Amy ended up with nothing both personally and financially. On the other hand, Duncan, the fool, found happiness. After the divorce, he fell in love with Vanessa, an American reality TV star. She not only surpasses Amy in looks and social status, but also deeply respects Duncan's hobbies. Duncan also learned from his previous marriage, paying more attention to his personal image, no longer just going out in shorts and a t-shirt. He even started sporting trendy dreadlocks at the age of 47. Duncan's love life teaches us that enduring loneliness is a discipline in marriage, and loyalty is a choice. Just look at him and Vanessa now. You'll see that only mutually supportive partners can make each other shine. A billionaire's wife. All right. It says a billionaire's wife. All right. Um, here's the story. Again, we got to use it to teach you the foundation. It's an old story. I covered it years ago. Are you okay? Now, here's the thing. What we were talking about is that women's natural propensity to want protection, provision, security is understandable. It's relatable. However, men know that that protection, provision, and security can be withdrawn simply because ah, I felt lonely or we grew apart or no fault divorce or I wasn't happy. I discovered some, uh, a new version of myself. And then guess what? Then it's I'm entitled to. Then it's alimony. Then it's child support, which is the majority of marriages statistically. Then it's, you know, uh, I was abused. All of this stuff. So men that want to naturally help women are being victimized by the, by the stabbing in the back of, okay, I did all this protection and provision. I used that money. And then now that money doesn't even count. She takes that money. That money was already used. And then all of a sudden she comes out with all, all these tropes that can be used against you that people have an ability to believe. They're going to believe, oh, you weren't there enough. You worked too much. You didn't work enough. You were abusive. You yelled at her. Guys, yelling is not abuse. Now, if I yell at you for no reason, that can be abuse. If I have a valid reason and you didn't listen the first 10 times, that ain't going to be abuse, bro. I already tried to tell you three or four times and you didn't listen. I'm correcting a problem. Or you had a problem that now it turned into an argument. Okay. Arguments are, are, are part of relationships. You're going to argue and disagree. But that is the problem. This is the reality of what women can get away in a marriage. And when men bring this up, they act like, <laughs> they act like, well, I wouldn't do anything like that. A.K.A. Gamble on me. All right, you're not going to do that? No, I would never do that. Okay, and then you put your money on black, and then you crap the hell out. You're going to find out, a.k.a. it could be done to you, a.k.a. these wives, the treacherous. We grew apart. She got older. She bait and switched you. If people do not acknowledge this truth as possibly what happens to men in marriage, 
They're going to keep sending your ass to the plantation under the lead of the, the guidance of the state. And if she changes her mind, yank. <laughs> now you're like, oh, shit, I crapped out. Now you're going to end up a deadbeat dad. Now you're going to end up losing all of your investment. This is what men don't like about providing for the modern woman. Okay. This is what they don't like. Now let's take you to this woman. This is a female comedian, a.k.a. an oxymoron, but she's going to have an interaction with a wife. And let's listen to what she says. Rich at all? I love rich people. Yeah, she is? What's she do? Oh my gosh, she looks so... This is what the rich people always do. They're like, oh my God, stop. Not me. Why are you rich? you have a good job? Are you rich parents? I married, I married well. <laughs> Another smart home. You married well. That's great. What is your- All right. So I just want you to frame this again. Remember, we talk about dating equals prostitution. We talk about marriage as a legal form of prostitution. I want you to listen. This woman, and I can't rewind it. She says, I married wealthy. The woman said, smart hoe. And you can't make this shit up. Shout out to Kevin Samuels. I'm going to have to get us Kevin Samuels soundbite. You can't make this shit up. She just basically said, you're a smart hoe to marry wealthy legally. What is a hoe? It's synonymous with a prostitution. A prostitute. Hmm. Let's continue. What's your husband do? Well, it doesn't matter because we're getting divorced. <laughs> you guys sound like this Jerry Springer audience. Look at that. What did he do? I want you to think for a second. This is the problem we have. She's getting a divorce. And the immediate question is, what did he do? I have a problem with that. Just the same as women say, well, we need no fault divorce because we're abused and we can't get out. Wait a minute. What if you cheat on the husband, which is very common, and you leave no fault divorce with the alimony and child support, which is very common. Women fuck up in relationships, but we never see it. What do you mean? What did he do? How come he's getting divorced and he did something? Why can't it never be what did you do? Because guess what? This is crazy. It is all Jermaine's fault. It's always Jermaine's fault. What did he do? Why did he have to do anything? No fault divorce means he doesn't have to do anything. Now, when she answered, guess what happened? Soon as she answered, she didn't have an answer. I can do some shuffling too. Look out, man. What you going to do? Look out, boys. It's coming through. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. So it's fair game to divorce a man for nothing. It's fair game. And then later on, well, I wasn't happy and I grew apart and I did. It's not a fair question. That's what did he do? Most people get divorced and you ask them, well, what happened? They cannot tell you why. Because it's never one incident. I'm here to tell you it's never one. Watch this. I'm going to prove it. Remember these ladies right here? Was it one incident? No. I want you to listen. 
It's never one thing. He hit me in the nose. Nope, it's never that because they resolved that. He cheated on me. It's never that. He might have cheated down the line. I'll put up with cheating for five years. Okay, it's never he cheated once and she dipped. It's I plotted against him. He did that. So I did this. And then I did this. He did that. That's what a divorce is. Anybody that's ever been in a divorce, most of the time, you're trying to figure it out. Well, then this happened, and it was weird, and then I found him doing that, and then she was doing this, and then it was that, and then the straw that broke the camel's back. It's always the straw that breaks the camel's back. He cheated for the last time. I couldn't take it. All right, she stole the money for the last time. It's never one thing that he did or she did. It's a combination. So the for, for a person to say, what did he do? Well, hypergamy got the best of me. Or he lost his job for the third time. He, he failed a business for the fifth time. That's normally what happened. Not one incident. And there it is right here. She says, uh, 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 uh. why are you getting divorced? Oh, he had a heart. Which to me sounds like he became unhealthy. This is what it sounds like to me. Somebody says, um, he had a heart issue, a.k.a. for better, for worse, for richer or poorer, for in, in sickness and in health. So it sounds like he's not at the same health he was when he got married. That's what it sounds like. So because he's not healthy anymore, time to divorce, which is against all of the marriage vows. That's what it sounds like. She could not explain it. And the fact she couldn't explain it clearly gives me the indication she dipped on him when he became unhealthy. And because he had money, she was like, I'm out. I'm going to take half the money and I'm going to dip. That's what it sounded like to me. Let's continue. She has no idea. She's like, I don't know, but I have a really nice kitchen. Uh, do you have kids? Uh, yeah, I have a two-year-old. A two-year-old. Oh, yeah. so it was quick. Yeah, so it was quick. Again, AKA, it's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when. So what do I tell you again? They're going to get the kid first. What is this stage called? Investment stage. Did she dip on him beforehand? No. Okay. Did she dip on him? No. She dipped on him after she got the kid. Did she dip on him before the kid arrived? No. Investment phase investment phase now that there's a kid praying mantis dip this shit to me is to, when i told you about the marriage will this is the the marriage will remains undefeated so he got money i married smart i got the kid i got 16 years of child support and guess what the audience is sniggling they laughing oh you won't well you got him <laughs> i'll tell you Oh, man. And people think this is funny. They're all laughing. She got child support, a little bit of alimony, maybe a property, a nice kitchen, and they're laughing about it. Hmm. Yeah. Did you bring the kids to be like, we'll save this? Or? Uh, oh, wait, ask them about it again? Did, uh, it was a really rude question. <laughs> I'm really looking forward to my second husband. Oh. Uh, I'm really looking forward to my second husband. We call that a starter husband, okay? A starter husband. 
So let me, let me send this message. Starter husband. Now it's time to marry another guy. Secure the bag. And she'll do it too. She's, she's got the attractive enough. She's attractive enough to play the suburban housewife. All right. Uh, wow. Oh. I have, I have two husbands too. I don't think I can though. The men don't marry us anymore. It's so crazy. Men used to go to war and marry us, and now they just don't do either of them. <laughs> All right, so there it is again, another indicator there. She says, men don't marry us anymore. What is that an indicator of? Men, men are not, men are not going for the okie doke. Men are not going for the okie doke. Men are not put marrying that fast. It's not that easy to secure a second husband. It's not that easy to secure the first husband. You're seeing this reality play out. So even the first woman who thinks she's going to get a better husband, she's going to get hit with the reality. She's going to go, oh, shit. Men aren't marrying anymore. Men aren't marrying anymore. So she thinks she's going to come out here and get another rich simp. And she's going to be very predatory in her stance. But this is a reality. Let me play the clip in total so you can see it and pick out the context. Is rich at all? I love rich people. Yeah, she is? What's she do? Oh, my God. She looks so... This is what the rich people always do. They're like, oh, my God, stop. I mean, why are you rich? you have a good job? Are you rich parents? Yes. I carry. I married well. <laughs> Another smart girl. You married well. That's great. What does your husband do? Well, it doesn't matter because we're getting divorced. <laughs> you guys sound like this Jerry Springer audience. <laughs> <laughs> what did he do? Uh, he was a. He's a. He's a. He's a you don't even know. Oh, I married. Uh, yeah, I have a two-year-old. A two-year-old. Oh, yeah. so it was quick, yeah. <laughs> Did you hear the kids would be like, we'll save this, or? Uh, wait, ask me that again. Did, uh, it was a really rude question. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really looking forward to my second husband. Oh! <laughs> I want to have two husbands, too. I don't think I can, though. The men don't marry us anymore. It's so crazy. Men used to go to war and marry us, and now they just don't do either of them. <laughs> it's so crazy. They're like, you guys can have the Barbie movie. <laughs> Well, I mean, there's not much jokes in here. The jokes on the men that don't see this coming. The, the jokes are on the men that deny this. And this woman is very much saying, yep, I was married intentionally. I'm going to get the bag. I'm going to find a second husband. And everybody finds it to be funny. And a lot of guys find this to be very insulting. All right, this is insulting. Where people laugh at a man's pain like this. But it's a reality. Last video, and then we'll take a quick break. Um, and then we'll get to the deadbeat dad conversation and it's going to start with i believe is this a woman here let me see here i'm eighty five thousand dollars. i'm in okay this is a woman calling into the looks like the what is it called whatever that guy dave ramsey but this guy's name is george i have eighty five thousand dollars of debt that my husband doesn't know about remember we told you about that debt dumps debt demons women who marry men while they're in debt knowing that this debt is going to get paid off uh, eventually by a simp. But I don't pay, Coach. I don't pay. Here we go. I'm currently $85,000 in debt that my husband of 35 years does not know about. I was buying anything and everything I wanted. If my kids wanted something, which they're now grown, I would buy them something. I would, if my mom needed help, 
I just give her a credit card. I just had my oh crap moment when I overdrew my checking account because um, 20 years ago we had to file bankruptcy. At that point, my husband and I separated our checking accounts because he is a saver and I am a spender, and I got us into that mess. I am door dashing. I'm working my full-time job. I'm selling everything that I have purchased, trying to get out of this debt because I do not want to tell him, and I don't want to ask him to help me. And DoorDash, where I live, is not that popular. How much do you make? I, get my, I make 38000 a year. Are you paying any other bills right now? How are your finances going with your husband if everything's separate? Um, our house is paid for, thanks, thankfully. for cause. Uh, who, Because of him. All right, so he paid off the house, and she was along for the ride. Let's continue. Because of him, and um, I pay my own car payment and cell phone bill. What's your car worth, and what do you owe on it? Uh, I owe fifteen thousand on it, and it's worth about ten. And was that one of the things you were planning on selling? Uh, I don't see how I could because I don't have the five thousand dollars to make up the difference. Is the fifth? 15- All right, so she's underwater in her car loan, so it wouldn't make sense to sell it. Let's continue. Fifteen wrapped up in that eighty-five you mentioned. No, no, my husband knows about the car payment. Oh, so you Jesus. got a hundred grand in debt. Yeah. Anything else? No. You do realize you're going to have to tell him. I don't want to, but. You, you think yeah, you're going to go to the grave and he doesn't know this ever happened? I would I would do just about anything to stop it because, like I said, we I got us in a really bad situation 20 years ago, and he's not this type of person. He's not a spender. He's a saver. He paid our house off early. I just can't just imagine horrible. having a healthy marriage going forward no. while you keep this secret. Well, let's, let's stop it right there. there. It can't be because it's a lie. His marriage has been a lie. So when he finds out 20 years, his marriage has been a lie. And he's going to go, and by the way, this is an old video. This video's years old. <laughs> All right, so are you okay with this? This is an old video, but we're still going to use it. Practical application here. Because he's going to look back and say, when did this start? He's going to look at every time she had sex, every time he bought her something. He's going to look at his 20 years of marriage as a lie and possibly the years prior to that because he thought he was being diligent. He thought he was being she, he had a faithful wife. She might have had kids in between um, after this 20-year period with the full intent that, yes, she can divorce him and he's going to be responsible for at least half the debt. And there's going to be another bankruptcy. So he thought his financial problems were out and he's controlled the spending. He might be willfully ignorant as well. He might see it and just be hoping it wasn't as bad. But this is when you find out that your marriage has been a lie. And your wife has been lying to you. This could happen on the other side where the husband is the liar. But this is a reality of wives. This stuff happens all the time. All the time. And you should be watching out for this. Okay, watch out for it. You can't carry the secret around. It has to be taken from the darkness of inside of you. And it is going to be an excruciating conversation. But And of course, he's going to be an abuser when he yells at her. And she's going to play the victim. Let's continue. I think for the, for any way for you to move forward, not just financially, but in other areas of your life, Becky. We have to get your husband back to husband mode instead of roommate mode. So, yeah, there there goes the sex. Uh, there's probably not been much sex. So that's why they clipped that part out. They've just been living in roommates. She probably haven't been opening her legs. Um, the, the reality is when women feel financial strife, they cannot open their legs, not in a willful way. They're doing it for work, all right? And so she's been prostituting herself out in her marriage the entire 20 years, and she doesn't want to. She wants to get this off right here. Here we go. One of the best parts of marriage and one of the hardest parts 
is having the accountability of a spouse. And I think that could have helped a lot of this if there was transparency in the finances and him saying, hey, you need to cut up that card. Remember, we don't use that anymore. We got burnt. We went through bankruptcy 20 years ago. We don't want that to happen again. And so I think you need accountability right now. It may not be your husband because there's already a lack of trust there. But we need accountability from other people. You've been doing this alone and keeping the secret. I am currently. All right. And so also, oh, you didn't see it, but uh, it didn't matter. You could hear it. Also, you're probably looking at this guy is in his 50s, 55 or 60. He's had a dutiful wife. All right. You could hear it. There was no video. Um, He's had a dutiful wife. He's in his 60s. He can't go back. Let's go back. If he would have divorced her at 40 when he filed the first bankruptcy, which would have probably been an intelligent move, but most guys are, we're trained to work it out. And even in rich uh, sickness and health, richer or poorer, and what we're trained to work it out. Let's do what's best. And now he's 60. Well, he doesn't have many prospects left. He doesn't have many prospects. He can't go out here. He could go to the junior college, but he'll be labeled a creep or a metaphile. But when he was in his 40s, he could have. When he was in his 40s, he could have. He could have had a second life. He could have lived a better life instead of that 20-year lie. Um, but do does anybody feel bad for the guy? The answer is no. What they're going to do is tell him to fix this. Go through another bankruptcy. Torpedo your finances. Pay off the debt. Work with her. And she has no out. She has no out, meaning that she cannot get out of this without him paying this down. And I'm probably going to say he's thinking about retirement. He's thinking about some savings that he used to, or saved towards their retirement. And that money is going to be plucked out of that. And that money is going to go there, which is going to be for, for things that are not going to seem relevant. He's a, she's allowed to live a 20-year lie. You, on the other hand, you cannot. It would be grounds for divorce immediately, and she would take your ass and rake you over the coals. Uh, last point on this one, since these debts were in the marriage, even though she concealed it, he's still going to be responsible for it more than likely if she files for divorce, which I would say she more likely will than he. He files for divorce, he loses anyway, so it's not a win. She files for divorce since the debts were accrued more likely during the marriage. He's more likely going to be responsible for half the debt, which she's going to just possibly... They could be able to put in um, something, a stipulation to say that they can't file for bankruptcy or if they do, they got to file together. There could be some stipulations put in there, but it's a lose-lose for him. It's a win-loss for her. The kids are probably old and out of the house. He probably paid their college tuition, and he said she said he was a saver. She was a spender. Sad, huh? Sad, huh? But it could, it says right here, she could uh, have cleared some of the debt during bankruptcy, it sounds like they had the bankruptcy and then went back into debt. That's what it sounds like to me, but I don't know all of the details. It's just an old video that you guys have seen already. <laughs> all right. But we're going to play it. Anyway, do me a favor. Hit the like button on this one. We're going to get into the main event here, and it's going to get ugly. We're going to talk about the deadbeat daddy scenario, the deadbeat daddy scenario that is prevalent in our culture. Again, what did he do? What did he do? The deadbeat dad where you cannot win. No matter what you do, guys. You can't win. You got to pitch a shutout. You got to be there for your kids financially, emotionally, physically, mentally. And if you so much as not do 
it 100% of the times you lost. You're a horrible deadbeat father. Let me do the super chats. Then we're going to come back and do uh, the main event. Kayla says, so wives can choose to not give their husbands enthusiastic sex or no sex at all, but penalize them for cheating. Women love to live in irony and delusion. So yeah, you cannot take your wife in and say she's not giving you sex. Unfortunately, even though sex inst- uh, consummates the marriage, it doesn't. She doesn't have to do it. You're you're still going to be rewarding rewarded sex from her. We haven't overcome that one. Anthony B, ladies, submit to your men by the code of. I can't say that name. Hamum. I can't say. I can't say that. All right. Uh, anyway, shout out to you. We have uh, two more, and then I'm going to hop over to the other one. Coach, this is an old video. Oh, okay. No government name says, to your point of women experimenting earlier, I've noticed that the women who introduce, who are, intro, wait, the women whose introduction to sex was SA, an assault, 304ism or dating older men, it imprints one of them, or I think you meant on them. One girl I dated was assaulted, allegedly, and as a result, she could only get off to great fantasy. Another woman I grew up with was selling it when she was 15. She ended up stripping, and I found out years later that she was much, much, much younger than me. Be careful out there, gentlemen. That is a fact. Okay, that is a fact. Um, Sexually, sex does imprint them very early. Like whoever they, there's a theory that says whoever they've been exposed to early on in sex, they tend to desire those men more. The theory went, the first three men they've had sex with, they desire those type of men early on. Similarly, similarly, I think it applies to men as well. Even if you've been violated, a lot of young men have been violated by certain types of women, namely older fat women. (laughs) Or when you were a kid, when you went to church, and old fat women used to hit her, come here, baby, oh, this is my little boyfriend, let me give you some sugar. Give give, uh, Mother Mother Johnson some sugar. And she had a mustache, she was fat, she looked like she was sweating Crisco grease. All right, for some reason, early on, those women who pushed upon you, pressed upon you, who made it easier for you, even in high school, the fat, chunky girl who kept it a secret, even early on, those women are the women then you later went after. I'm just letting y'all know there's something to that, yeah. (laughs) And then you start going, um, I remember one day a friend of mine, a friend of mine's mom said this to me. And she was an older black woman and she had a mustache, right? She had a low mustache and she was overweight. And I was like 16, 17. She was like, you're going to like big women. You're going to like big women. And I was 16. And I was like, huh? And she was like, you're going to like big women. Now, this is a big woman saying it. It wasn't a skinny woman saying it. Now, that would be different because that wouldn't have been reflective of her. But, you know, I was a handsome-looking young man when I was a young man. But she was like, you're going to like big women. Like, now, to me, let me just frame this shit. <laughs> let me just flip it. Let me just flip it. A father 
his daughter brings her friend over. And the father's sitting there like, looking like Samuel L. Jackson. And he says, hmm, you're going to like black old men. <laughs> you're going to like black old men. Black old men going to be after you. And she's 16. Imagine what happens. Somebody said she was being racist. Well, she was black. Old, she was black and fat. So she wasn't being racist. All right. She, she was describing herself. Right. Somebody called it grooming. Yeah. I mean, that's what they call it. And guess what happens? As you get older, you're like, oh, those women are the ones that seem to make it the easiest for you. And then you tend to like that. That's grooming. That's grooming for the guy. So, um, so for, for men, if you flip it and you see a 16, 17-year-old girl and the daughter brings it in, it's like, mm, you're going to like old black men. Mm, you look like you're going to like black old men. <laughs> right? They, call it, they be calling to arrest your ass. They be calling you P. Diddy. But that happens to a lot of young men. And nobody really deals with it because men's problems aren't the issue in the world here. And then let's just say you're younger and you follow suit. Everybody, oh, you're a hero. You, you're good. You, you like real women. Anyway. Macaroni Tony says, do you need some graham crackers? That reminded me of the uh, letter tracing worksheets. Cook them, bro. Indeed. Kevin Sullivan says, what's up, coach and the coach gang? He says, I wish I had you as one of my teachers back in school. And he says, definitely would have been looking forward to going to class every day. Appreciate you, coach. Thank you, sir. Class is in session. Class is in section. And we're reviewing material today. What do we got over here on the cash? Is that Ezekiel says, did you notice cash app now uh, allows you to borrow money? Oh, <laughs> oh man, that's crazy. Yeah, people are in a bind. Oh, boy, people are going to get in bad shape here. I need money, says saw the whole two chains video. She did a 360 for them. All right, yes. That's crazy. Or you mean a 180? Scope says, uh, seen many JUCOs on dating apps. The spectrum is real. Yes, we talked about that on Locals, how you can see several women on different dating apps. Same women. Same women. The JUCO is Liddy. The spectrum is real. Do you find that you can automatically deny everything that I'm saying? It's very difficult. Sincere says, uh, coach ain't lying. I had a very a woman playfully threaten to. Okay, I already said that one, but she's gonna gorilla glue her panties to my windshield. Wow. Uh, Strife Excel says, Coach, would you have passed the test in the movie Knock Knock, starring Keanu Reeves? I I didn't know. I don't know what's happened there. What was the test? MC Hamster says your wife does not like to see you happy. That's why she closes her eyes during sex. Oh man, damn. Mm. How many people have been married? Like, um, you know, um, there, there's some wives that are dutifully, lovingly having intimacy with you. Um, and it's very unpredictable as to how the intimacy is happening. Sometimes you want to get it over fast. Sometimes you want to be aggressive. And she's like, no, slow it down. So it comes becomes a very artful way to be intimate. Sometimes she wants extensive foreplay. Sometimes she doesn't want it at all. Sometimes she just looks out the window. Sometimes she just lays there. I mean, this is a reality of a lot of sex. And guys think they're getting lucky. Well, I'm getting lucky with my wife. She just, she just mailing it in. She just mailing it in. And you're being predictable. 
you're being predictable, right? And she knows what's going to happen. And she knows most of the time she's not going to be satisfied. Um, it takes a, women a lot, a lot of, um, a lot to get satisfied during sex. So most women can't get off in two minutes. I know a lot of guys don't care. I don't even care. Okay, we're talking about the guys that care. Okay. What's going to happen is you're trying to get her off and you only last a minute, two minutes, five minutes. Most women don't really open up until five minutes in, 10 minutes in. At best, most women think it's a long session and it's only been 10 minutes. Uh, sex normally doesn't last very long, but most women don't really open up and let you hit that bottom and them legs don't fall, right, until you've been stroking that bitch. Most women don't get off via intercourse trying to keep it a family show. They don't get off just with intercourse. They need to be touched and, and, and smoothly. You ever have a woman say, I like to be, you know, smoothly touched so there's goosebumps, and you be like tracing it, very much touching, barely touching the roast beef, you barely touching it, barely touching the clit. Some that just be rubbing and throttling and taking the button. You taking the pearl and just, some women want to be choked and throttled, some women not to be soups. You got to figure out your There are no, no, no. Some women need toys, especially if she's been with you multiple times. She need toys. She need toys. And somebody says, uh, believe CGA, uh, sex is a weapon. And they'll hold any and every one of your failures over your head. All right, so, yeah, you know what I mean? I want you to trace me, trace my skin. Some women want to be... <laughs> before they bust. Another thing, a problem with marital intimacy is uh, people don't want to be judged. So, so um, if she likes a certain thing, she might feel insecure about telling you. Same thing as you. You'd be like, I want to bust on your toes. But she's going to be like, oh, you're a weirdo. But you want to bust on her toes. You like feet? Why? <laughs> Why do you like feet? Um... I like feet. Feet are so nasty. They're disgusting. They get dirty. But you want to suck on her toes. She judging you on your fetish. She shutting you down on it. Can I just bust on your feet and you not make me feel weird? All right, here I come. And then you grab her feet and she looking at you like, ugh. You're like trying to hold her feet down. Hold on right there. All right, anyway. <laughs> Don't judge me, ma'am. I just want to bust on you. Let me finish on your toes. <laughs> right but she judging you that's your wife you're like i just have a thing you know what i mean she's like we need to go to counseling you need to go for a therapist she's telling your therapist and he wants to bust on my feet i find it disgusting and reprehensible mm. you're like mm. <laughs> that's what happens in marriage you have a fetish she thinks it's disgusting you can't have a meeting of the minds <laughs> oh man you know it happens dude sex is not just vanilla y'all some vanilla sex having ass ninjas i see that's some vanilla sex having ass ninjas let me finish up with these super chats be real mahogany says i've never seen so many people doing the bare minimum in life yet seeking bi-weekly chiropractic adjustments yeah um look at their stomach always look at a person's stomach and that will tell you how their life is going <laughs> <laughs> all right hey 
Look at a person's stomach, and then that'll tell you how life is treating them. The stomach never lies. Because the stomach is a great indicator of how your overall health is, how your gut is, what type of food you putting into your uh, trap, right? How much you exercise. The stomach is never going to lie. How many kids you had. If you had a C-section, the stomach never lies. Like if a person's saying, you know, my life is struggling, look at their stomach and be like, perhaps. (laughs) There's no lying. You either sit around smoking all day, you eating too many Cheetos and fried fish fillets, sandwiches, and then you want to get it. Oh, you know, my neck, I got scoliosis. I can't get to sleep. All right, I need a chiropractor, a massage. What you need is to do some jogging. That's what you need to do. <laughs> you need some fucking sleep and you need some exercise. That's what you need. And my back been hurting. My back been hurting. I be like, that ain't your back been hurting. Your stomach hurting. <laughs> anyway. All right, anyway. How about you get that midsection figured out? That's where all your center of gravity is. That's what pulls your your stump. You know what I mean? Like your lower back hurt because your belly in the front pulling on your lower back. Anyway. <laughs> I'm sorry. Anyway, check your stomach. The stomach never lies. Uh, I want to be rich. Says. I wish your viewers would realize the more they donate to CGA, the more money shows up in their life. CGA is like Buddha. Tell them. (laughs) Walk the Plizank says, thanks for letting them know. As a security manager at festivals, how often women get access backstage and leave their boyfriends in the crowd? He says, I always got to calm the guy down and keep things rational during that situation, even though they look broken. And again, sad scenario all right we talked about that earlier with the old video we also going to talk about this with the new video tomorrow that was out last week um women get invited backstage and yes your girl is gonna go if they if you take her to somewhere i want to go see drake and drake says come backstage and she's with you she going she going and you can't go with it kovay killer says did you see the ling ling video sent you did you see the Ling Ling video sent you? I think you sent it. Lord Hybrid, shout out to you. I'm he says, Lord Hybrid, the legend says, Coach, I wonder what percentage of men who filed bankruptcy are married and what percentage are single. All of my married 40-year-old something peers are buried in debt and some have filed bankruptcy. I don't know any of my single peers who have had to file. I don't even know. I probably, we can look it up, but I do know men in divorce file for bankruptcy. You're more likely to. In fact, if you tell your creditors that you were divorced, it's almost like an excuse. Oh, okay. I get it. (laughs) If you file for bankruptcy and divorce and you say, you know, I had a divorce two years ago, they'll be like, okay, I get it. Right. Married men, single men typically don't get into big credit problems. I do know a single man that filed for divorce, like in college. All right, but he did have a brother that was a divorce attorney. So, I mean, not divorce. Let me go back. I had a friend file for bankruptcy in college, but he had a he had a brother that was a divorce uh, bankruptcy attorney. So they basically was like, okay, just do this. Um, but um, yeah, married men typically are going to 
Marriage is tough financially. I'm just letting you know. And I think you're going to have trouble in today's world getting married. Like affording marriage in today's world, sorry to tell you, I wouldn't do it if you're not financially secure. <laughs> I messed it up, yes. I would not get married today if you're not secured financially. There used to be a time where you can build financially today. But because of the cost of living and shit like that, if you don't have something stable, I would not lean on marriage as a solution. It's just going to mess your world up. It's going to mess your world up. You can't keep up today. Something's got to give. And even if you both have income, it's going to be tough. And then don't live in a blue state. You live in California, New York. Um, Miami's becoming blue. You live in a blue state, forget it. In the Midwest, there's an exception for the Midwest because things are things are cheaper. However, it's all relative. I was in Cleveland and the gas was $2.99. I couldn't believe it. I could not believe it. However, people in Cleveland and Ohio typically don't have aspirations to be like make above and beyond. The majority of people are very comfortable doing the bare minimum. And you can get by a little bit more in the Midwest doing the bare minimum. You can get by. You live in a state where the hypergamy is on steroids, where people can live and you see a house and it's worth 750, a million, two. You're not going to typically see that um, in some Midwestern towns. So you'll be like, I don't need that big of a house. So what's going to happen is when you get together, you'll be maybe able to push through it a little bit better and you can keep your job for 20 years and survive. But $2.99 gas is crazy because I ain't seen it that low. I lived in California, Nevada. It's always been four, five, six, seven dollars <laughs> It's crazy. Right, but yeah, so that's the almost the only way you can do it is if you really lower what you need in order to be able to get by. You can get by, you know, Midwest living a decent life and have to. But if you live in Massachusetts, Boston, this shit is gonna be damn near impossible, and you're going to fight over money. It's inevitable. Every marriage is a fight over money. Every marriage is a fight over money. Every. I don't care if the guy's wealthy and she's, she's, a, she's a stay-at-home mom. You're going to fight over money. There's going to be a fight over money. I don't care if you're broke and she makes money. You're going to fight over money. I don't care if you both earn the same income. You're going to fight over money. It's, all, it's automatic. So it's not an exception. It's not an exception. No, we'll, get, we'll be able to overcome it. I don't care how much anybody makes. You're going to fight over money. If you make a little bit more than her, she's going to compete with you. She might pull you back from making money. In fact, there's a story I'm going to share later about a woman that told her husband to not take a job that pays $500,000 a year. Again, that's an example of you're going to fight over money. He wants to take a job. He makes $300,000. The job makes $500,000. He wants to take the job. She torpedoes it. She said, no, not all good money, not all money is good money, which she could be right or wrong, but she shot it down. And now he's feeling a certain way. 
Well, what do I do? What do you mean, what do you do? You dump that bitch. That's what you do. <laughs> All right, anyway. <laughs> right, what? Yeah, you're a guy that makes a million dollars. She makes nothing. You're going to fight over money. Because she's going to fucking spend it. And then you'd be like, why are you buying all this? Why are you buying all Well, you know. JC says, nothing worse than men in tight shirts with muffin tops. <laughs> all right, yeah. And Kobe Killer says, don't forget boys have been graped by men. Sad reality. Sad reality. Sad reality. Yeah, we got to honor the brothers that have been great by men. Do me a favor, hit the like button. We're going to do this real quick because I got to clear this up. We got three minutes, three hours and 19 minutes. We're going to get into this main event. Thanks for sticking around though so long. Hit the like button real quick. Many women say they are finding it very hard to find a man who makes as much as they do. But the country's declining marriage rate is due to the lack of financially eligible bachelors. Researchers say they are seeing a trend of women dating down, which what? means, you dating know, a man down. who... <laughs> this is just the reality of it. So women, you know, we're more educated now. We're going to hold off on the baby making. We're going to hold off until we get that great job. Really career driven. Mm -hmm. And I don't think there's anything wrong with hoping that there's someone either on your level or higher than you. So before, right, it was okay when the man made more money to be the one to buy everything, to do, you know, treat you and all this other kind of stuff. And now that you make more money, you can't be that one because you're dating down. Dating down. I mm -hmm. hate that. What is that? If there's a responsibility that comes with making more money, accept it. You wanted to make more money. Right. You know, are you going to find many men out there that makes as much as you do? Actually, I can do that by myself. Left to say. All right, time now, 5.11. Let's All right, man. Shout out to y'all, man. Let's get into the show main event. I know y'all waited and waited and waited. Now we coming around. All right, here we go right here. Main event here. Deadbeat daddies. Oh, man, you deadbeat daddy ass ninjas. Let's play this video of this one woman right here real quick. Oh, by the way, drink water. Drink water. Deadbeat daughter. Sorry, bitter daughter versus deadbeat dad. Let's play this young lady right here. This woman's going to say almost all men are deadbeat daddies. All right, right here. Almost all men are deadbeat daddies. This woman's been on my show before, meaning I've seen her face before. I don't know what she was talking about, but here we go. They having kids, but they not dads. Mm. And a lot of people think that it's either you being a complete deadbeat and never seeing your kid or like being father of the year and living in the house with your kid and being married. There's a lot of in between because I know a lot of guys that I would consider a deadbeat, but because they see their kid once every other week for three hours, they think they're not a deadbeat. And I'm just like, no, that's 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 a deadbeat. Mm. Like, you don't even have a room in your house for your kid. Like, mm. they come over to spend the night and you have no accommodations for them. Like, you haven't factored your kid into your life. That's that's a deadbeat. Broke niggas. So they haven't kids. All right. So she basically said there's a lot in between um, that men don't factor their kids into their lives, a.k.a. you're a weekend dad. You're a Disney dad. So the deadbeat doesn't just fall on the absent man. It also falls on the man with restricted custody. You see them every other week, once a week. You see them for dinners only. You might see them every other weekend. You could be a deadbeat, deadbeat daddy too. Now, now that's wild. And I'm going to tell you the reason why it's wild. It's wild because most people don't know that that man has a parenting agreement. 
he could have fought for custody or he could have not fought for custody because of the expense that fighting for custody is and therefore has resolved to his situation. He said, you know what? I can't do anything about this or it's going to cost me 40 grand to fight for custody. I'm not going to pay it. So I'm going to just be every other weekend, dad. I'm going to just be once a week for dinner, dad. I'm going to just be the dad that has supervised custody. It's most of the time not a choice. She's saying that even though you only spend X amount of time, you cannot have the kids stay over your house or when they stay over because you only have four full days with the child. That's every other weekend. You only have four full days in that you don't have a bedroom because why would you have a bedroom for four full days? You can rent out a hotel room. You could have the kids stay in your room. You can, Why would you have a whole bedroom dedicated to a child you only see four days? Why would you do that? You probably wouldn't do that, and you would save the expense. So when the child comes over, you don't have a bedroom. That seems reasonable. It's unfair. It sucks. But men who cannot do this, then that custody is used against them. He doesn't have a bedroom, so they restrict his custody. He then gets the bedroom and have to pay $40,000 to fight for custody so he can have the kid half the time so that he can have the bedroom. What if he loses the custody battle? The woman fights him tooth and nail. He now has this empty room or he has a room for the kids to have four days of sleep. What she's leaving out is that these men that are under these custody agreements often have to fight tooth and nail and pay child support to the mother so she can have a room for the bedroom. These men have to pay. Huh? So now he a deadbeat because he doesn't have these other things you think he should have, not knowing the entire scenario. And this is why I always tell you, lean into the deadbeat scenario. Lean into that shit. Because you're going to be a deadbeat regardless. (laughs) Even when you try, you're a deadbeat. Let's listen to it again. She said, you try and you still a deadbeat. Yes, but they're not dads. Hmm. And a lot of people think that it's either you being a complete deadbeat yep. and never seeing your kid. Right. Or like being father of the year and living in the house with your kid and being married. There's a lot of. Imp- OK, so wait a minute. OK, so living in the house and being married. So what if you have your kids 50 50 in your father of the year? I literally had that scenario and I still was painted out as a deadbeat. I had child support arrears. 50-50, father of the year. She was dragging me two th- back and forth to court every year, claiming I was a deadbeat because I wasn't keeping up with child support payments, but I was supporting my kids and having my kids go on vacations and shit. And, and yeah, I was a deadbeat. 50-50 custody. They all had their own bedrooms, still a deadbeat. And that's what she's saying. I would qualify as a bedweet, deadbeat. Either I'm father of the year and live in the house and be with my kids physically, mentally, financially. Or deadbeat. If you, if you don't do that, you're a deadbeat. <laughs> That's what she's saying, guys. Even with 50-50 custody, paying child support, you a deadbeat if you don't pay for child support. I mean, this is crazy. This is crazy. You can't win. Did you hear that? I'm not making this up. That's, ex- That's exactly what she said. That's exactly what she said. <laughs> you got to pitch a shutout as a, as a, de- as a father. You do one bad thing, you deadbeat. 
let's continue here. In between, because I know a lot of guys that I would consider a deadbeat. I know a lot of guys that I would consider a deadbeat. Isn't that telling? First of all, you're either considering all fathers that aren't married a deadbeat and or you're exposed to a lot of pookies. I, I don't know. Or you're exposed to a lot of men. You don't know the scenario. Because you're looking at them judging, not knowing. You don't have all the information. But because they see their kid once every other week. Why is that? Why do they see their kids once every other week? Because they're a deadbeat? That's actually false. If he has a once a week, it probably is what the mother has agreed to. It's not because he's a deadbeat most of the time. For three hours. Three hours. They think they're not a deadbeat. Yeah, because why can't the kids stay over? Because that overnight is going to cut into that child support. So the mother will say, you can see the kids two nights a week, but you can't let them spend the night. Why? Because the mother gets credit for hours that she has the kid, whether they're awake or asleep. So if your kids are sleeping at the mother's house, that's called parenting time. The mothers will fight men tooth and nail for those sleeping hours. When the kids are at school, if they came from the mother's house, that's parenting time credited to the mother. So therefore, she will have the kids in school and daycare and sleeping at her house. So it constitutes parenting time. This is why men have these agreements. And also men think, hey, you know what? Guess what? I can go pursue other women. I can pursue club and sex. So these guys that you know that have kids, they're at the club. But they spent the three hours after school with their children, and the mother picked them up at 6 o'clock so they can get those parenting time hours and that child support. One more thing. What I, I don't even look at the comments here. One more thing. Why did the mother say, okay, you can have the three hours after school? I'm going to see if you can pick this up. Why do mothers say, okay, you want to see your kid? Pick them up from school, and I'll pick them up at 6. Why did the mother do that? Did they do that because that's the best time to spend with their kids? Why did the mother say, pick the kid up from school, I'll pick them up at 6? That's the three hours she's talking about. Why does the mother agree to that? Let's see if you can get it. Okay. Why does the mother agree to that arrangement? And why do you only see those three hours? Somebody says, uh, her and her side dude. Nope. She's at her job. Yes. So you're essentially daycare. Now she doesn't have to pay for daycare. She doesn't have to pay for daycare. You're the daycare. So now... She not only double dips, she makes money and earns money and doesn't have to pay for daycare. You're the daycare expense. And then you're not going to be able to work during those hours, but that's the only hours you're going to get. You're the daycare expense. And now she's at the job until 530. She gets out of the office ASAP. You were the daycare, taking your kid to the park, taking them to the movies, doing all the fun shit. And then she whisks them away at six o'clock after she leaves her job. I'm telling you, man, this shit is crazy, bro. It's crafty. But women, th you think you're getting a up, but all you're doing is serving as daycare. So now she doesn't have to pay for the daycare expense. This is fucking crazy, bro. And why is she not a deadbeat? This is simply deadbeat behavior. 
and you think you're like, I'm getting quality time with my kids. Nah, she, she fucking finessing you. She, she finessing you. She getting parenting time. You getting your three hours. You, you can't work because you're like, I got to spend time with my kid on every other Friday. <laughs> All right. Uh, anyway, I'm giving y'all the game right here. She says. And I'm just like, no, that's, that's, that's a deadbeat. Like, you don't even have a room in your house for your kid. Why would you have room with that limited custody? If you have 50-50, that's one thing. But that limited custody, why would you have an extra space for that limited time? Three hours? So if I get the space, I should get more custody. Here we go. Like, they come over to spend the night, and you have no accommodations for them. Like, you haven't factored your kid into your life. That's yeah, see? There it is. It's your fault. Now, again, some men do fall into this category. If he factors them in, it's almost a dead expense if he doesn't have the custody time. That's a deadbeat. And by the way, here's another catch-22. If he does have the ability to have extra room for the kids, let me see if you're with me on this. I want you to keep up with me. We have how many people watching me? Just under 27K, 2.7K. 27K, I wish. If you have space for your kid or kids, follow me. What would typically happen if the baby mother is toxic if you can afford extra space for your kid? Follow me. Teach these kids. Teach these guys what happens next. This is another lesson. What happens next? She sees you have two kids. They all have their own bedroom. You have a house, a condo, a townhouse. What does she see? What does the baby mother see more than likely? This is where you get yourself screwed. He's got money. She's going to take you back to court for child support. She possibly might try to get more custody, a modification of child custody. You're going back to court. This is where people don't know. Oh, wait a minute. You got enough room for all three of our, your kids? Oh, wait a minute. We need to do a modification of child support. Now your child support, just that money that you had to have extra bedroom for your kids is now going to go back to her in child support. Hmm? That child support is going up. She might only have one bedroom. For the kids. And the kids are sharing the bedroom. All the way up until age 14. 15. The mother might be sleeping on the couch. And have a two bedroom apartment. Where the kids are in the bedrooms. And she's sleeping on the couch. But you over there got extra bedrooms for each kid. You going back to court. Yeah. You can't win. She going to take your ass to court. You can't win. Oh you think you going to have a better living situation than me. That ain't going to happen. She's going to lawyer up. They're going to subpoena your lease or they're going to demand to produce your lease in your bank account. And they're going to say, mm, you can afford a place that's 3000 a month. She can only afford a place that's 1800 We have a discrepancy. So you need to pay her an extra 500 Guess what? You lost the bedrooms. And then she gained the bedrooms because she just took that money maybe for herself or now she got a, a place with extra bedrooms. Tell me, tell me I'm lying. This is how the game is played. This is how the game is played. Don't buy a new car. Don't move up in bedrooms. Don't do any of that shit because she's taking you to court. 
And then she's on the internet talking about deadbeat daddies. And why they don't have this and why they don't have that. People don't understand this. I've been exposed to this, not only in my case, but in many people who share with me here on the Coach Gang, uh, many people I know in real life. This is how the game is played. So, yes, you can't win with these people. This is why the deadbeat dad, I celebrate deadbeat dads, whether you're a dad with zero custody or a dad with 50% custody or a dad with 100% custody, you still can be considered a deadbeat dad. That's what she's saying. That's what she's saying here. Broke niggas. Oh, they having kids, but they're not dads. They, they're having kids, but they're not dads. Now, let's take you to the main event, main event, main event. This is a story that's been happening this week. Okay, hold on for a second. Let me show you what's happening here. All right, so this young lady, where is it at? What's a piece of trauma? All right, so this young lady has went on the internet, 7 million views on TikTok. 7 million views on TikTok. I don't know, why did I like this video? I normally don't like it, but uh, anyway, maybe I was just saving it. And I featured this woman before. Her name is Maddie. She's a comedian slash whatever. I don't even know what to call it. And I'll show you the videos I sell, uh, shared of hers. But this woman says this, and I'll play the video. What's a piece of trauma that you have that's funny? It has to actually be funny. I'll go first. My dad abandoned my family when I was five years old. That is um, a wife and four kids. He abandoned us and then pursued amateur breakdancing. And he got really good. <laughs> he like blew up. Like he became like a D-list celebrity status, like viral breakdancer. He became like the oldest actively competing breakdancer in the world. Then he got on Good Morning America and talk shows and Washington Post wrote about him and he went super viral and he did all these interviews and he danced with Paula Abdul. Here, I'll show you. To see, take a look at this 60-year-old break dancer. Yes, 60 years old. Amazing. That's Ben Hart. He's competing at a break dancing competition in Philadelphia and he may not have won, but he, I'll tell you what, he is winning over a lot of people on the internet. Yes. He really is. Yeah. Yep, he's winning a lot of people on the internet. This guy wouldn't pay my medical bills. The worst part, damn it, he's good. He should not be able to move his body like that. It's like impossible. It's beautiful. Hey, dad. Like there was no split custody or anything. Like he just like left four kids to do that. He may not have. All right. Um, as you can see how she's framing this. All right. We're going to play the rest of the video. Okay. So we got abandoned us. He just left. He left to pursue breakdancing. And uh, he's talented. Definitely, I couldn't do any of the things he's doing. He he wouldn't pay my medical bills. So you got the classic Debbie dad. You got the classic Debbie dad. He's a break dancer. He pursued a uh, celebrity over kids, right? He left uh, four kids. This is her, this is how she's framing it. Now, before I continue, I want to show you other videos that I share to her. Uh, she's been on my show two other times. These were her other videos getting married today. Meanwhile, I have credit card debt. I am in a toxic situation with one of my exes. Last week, I was so broke that instead of getting an Uber to the airport, if you uh, went out this weekend bad. and now you have like a hold lot of anxiety. I All right, where'd it go? All right, here we go. My cousin who is younger than me is getting married today. Meanwhile, I have credit card debt. I am in a toxic situation with one of my exes. Last week, I was so broke that instead of getting an Uber to the airport, I had a random guy from Hinge drive me. And this year I have had chlamydia twice. So far. 
Happy wedding. Yeah, okay. So we have the Chlamydia Twice woman ran through toxic situationship. We also had this one. I live on the east side of L.A., and if you don't know what that means, it's sort of like the artsier part of L.A., you know? All right, so she said, I can feel the feminism leaving my body. It's people say it's like Brooklyn and New York. Like, so I go on dates with a lot of men and women who, you know, live over here. There's always a negotiation about who pays, and that's great. I like to pay for people, all that. But what I will say is that I sort of fell into going on a date with the most guys guy I've ever been on a date with. And he's from West West, you know, Santa Monica. He's a bro, right? A guys guy is usually not my type. Like, I cannot remember the last time that I went on a date with, like, a straight bros bro. You know what I'm saying? But it befell me. It befell me in an organic fashion. So I'm on this date with this guy. And the thing about a guys guy is he's putting his card down. He's paying for everything. And I really just it sort of activated something feral in me i'm not gonna lie he went to like another bar and he went he was gonna go to the bathroom so i was getting prepared to pay for our drinks because he's been paying all night of course i'm gonna pay for the next round but as he's going to leave for the bathroom he turns to me and he hands me his credit card and he goes here's my card get us whatever It might be time for me to get away from all these, you know, liberal snowflakes on the east side. <laughs> Guys, I went all right. on. Oh, my goodness. All right. So this is the same woman, by the way. So she made my show twice. All right. But anyway, yeah, this woman will do anything for clout. And so this is another video where she's trying to be funny. And she figured, let me throw my Debbie dad under the bus to cry victim. Let's continue the video here. I have paid for some of my medical bills growing up, but he did give me this breakdancing merchandise. So that's him. He's on his head. Benny Hanna is his b-boy name because his name is Ben Hart. You know, I'll get texts like this. Happy birthday, question mark. And then like links to his to his breakdancing videos. So if you have funny trauma, like actual funny haha trauma, I need to hear it. Thank you. All right. Okay. All right. So again, trauma. Uh, trauma is just a liberal word that these people have been educated about to put all their problems ahead of everybody else's this is seemingly like common this is very common well unfortunately or fortunately for the internet the dad responded all right the dad responded says i'm not gonna take that line down and let me find the original response video okay so here we go right here um he went to twitter and said since he's got money financial freedom and he doesn't have a corporate job he said i'm not gonna take that line down and he's a Bitcoin bro. He's very eccentric, eccentric. And you can also tell that she gets her personality from him. Um, they're, you know, I guess clout chasers, if you will, somewhat comedic, sarcastic. And he said, I'm not going to take that shit lying down. I'm going to give my side of the story, which most men won't. Matter of fact, if you give your side of the story, it only is going to validate everybody else's initial feelings that you're a deadbeat so let's hear her his initial response not all of it and uh, he's gonna go in on his daughter again we're taking family issues to the internet okay i wake up at 6 a.m to do some work i get my coffee i sit down i open my computer and what am i greeted with well hundreds of comments calling me a deadbeat dad a child abandoner and all manner of other insults. So I think, what's this all about? Well, after a few minutes of investigation, I discover that my daughter, Maddie, has made a video about me. She's a screenwriter in Hollywood. 
She's also a big social media influencer with millions of followers. Some of her videos get millions of views. And this video has tens of millions of views. One million likes, 20,000 comments, 40,000 bookmarks, 30,000 reposts. It's just insane. So I thought I'd better watch this video. And frankly, I was pretty chagrined by what I heard, to <laughs> say the least. Now, again, people are noticing they look alike. They have similar personalities. Again, most women are just their father in a wig. Sadly enough, if you look at fathers long enough and you look at daughters, they're just the fathers with eyelashes and wigs. But honestly, the more I watch this video, the more I like it. Well, I like about 98% of it. However, I do need to correct a few statements in the video. But first, let's just watch Maddie's 90-second video. All right, we're not going to watch the 90-second video, but I want to tell you guys, this is not uncommon. You're going to hear that this Maddie is just carrying the torch for its bitter baby mom. Okay, we're going to hear that. We're not going to listen to its whole response. But we've seen this with 50 Cent. We've seen this with uh, Coleman from the St. Louis Cardinals. We've seen this with um, uh, the guy Keenan and Kel, Keenan Thompson. Oh, we're seeing children carrying on the mantle of the bitter baby mom. So this woman just is the ex-wife extended. You thought when your kids turn 18, you'll be done with your ex-wife. But unfortunately today, the kids are carrying on the mantle, the burning fire, that uh, fire of bitterness of the bitter baby mom, which is a result of alienation of the father. Uh, back to the video here. Let's have, uh, this is Maddie's response. Let's hear his response to... If he was a Debbie dad. To his breakdancing video. That's true. Oh, you have funny trauma, like actual funny haha trauma. I need to hear it. Thank you. Okay, in many ways, I love this video. And of course, I love my daughter, Maddie. And we get along great. At least I think we do. But a few corrections are in order, or at least a few things that need to be put in context. First, I can see that as a five-year-old, Maddie would see her dad as having abandoned the family. One day I was living there. The next day, I wasn't. And that will look like abandonment to a child. But married couples do get divorced about half the time in America. And I was just living a mile or so down the street in LaGrange, Illinois. We just weren't living under the same roof. Now, about not paying medical bills, that's just not correct. Here was the financial arrangement of the divorce. Maddie's mom, my ex-wife, got $2 million at the get-go. Okay, all right, so let's stop right there. We're going to see, we're going to find out this is true here. So again, he's saying to the kid, it looks like abandonment, especially when the kids get primary custody with the mom. The mom then is bitter, and then the kids hear from the mom, not necessarily from the dad. The mom has, according to the dad, which the kid doesn't know, out of context, he didn't pay for my medical bills. He's saying there was a $2 million divorce settlement. Now, I don't know if this is true, but it could be true, and Maddie might not know about this. Why? Typically, when there's an exchange of wealth, a money transfer, a child support, a spousal support, the mother doesn't tell the kids, hey, I got $2 million from dad. When mom buys stuff for the kids, Mom doesn't say, hey, with dad's money, I bought. Hey, your dad's still supporting from afar. The mom says, I bought you. I bought you. I bought you. I paid the bills. I did this. I supported you. I bought you a car. I paid for your college tuition. I paid for your private school. The mom takes credit for it 
because she's responsible for dishing out the money. When, in fact, any amount of child support, any amount of spousal support, any amount of settlement comes from the father. And Maddie has been raised to believe that the mother made the sacrifice and dad was the deadbeat. Okay? The kids never knew about the arrangement, so it looks like abandonment. Let's continue. Out of the gate, a lump sum payment. Plus, I was paying her $18,000 per month in child support and alimony. In addition to the $2 million, she received eighteen dollars a month in child support slash alimony. Now, so that's $2 million lump sum. We don't know. We don't know. And $18,000 a month in child support, according to him? Yes. The dad's not getting any credit for it. The dad's not getting any credit. The mom's saying, he left, and he left me for that bitch. Maddie's going to acknowledge this in the second response. The dad's not getting any credit, so therefore, he's the deadbeat. Now, also related to this, is this. People will say, just because he was paying money doesn't mean he's not a deadbeat. Huh? Remember, this is what she said. You're not physically, mentally, and emotionally present and financially. So just because he's paying the money doesn't mean he's not a deadbeat. That's the world we live in. When it's better for him to leave and bounce, the ex-wife filed for the divorce, we heard, and he moved on. He didn't leave the ex-wife filed for divorce, I believe. I might have that wrong. But just because you're paying the money, the common words today is, well, you weren't there. You're a deadbeat. So he paid mad dollars and still being framed as the deadbeat. Let's continue. This was later reduced to $12,000 per month. And of course, I paid health insurance and out-of-pocket medical costs. I also put $600,000 into the kid's college fund. Wow, God damn. So he paying the medical bills, the medical insurance, college tuition at six hundred dollars you're going to see this on his receipts, and bear, we're going to keep this going. And $2 million and eighteen k in child support. That's what he paid, and he's a deadbeat. Let's continue here. In all, I paid out about $5 million to my ex-wife to cover costs for her and the kids. And this is in $2,005, so add 50% to account for inflation. In other words, I was not a deadbeat dad at all. And by the way, Maddie did not say that in her video. But a lot of the comments assume that and say that. Now, of course, there was no way for Maddie to know how much I was paying because she was a kid. This wasn't something I talked about. Correct. And that's good on him. He didn't bring it up. That, again, would be alienation. If he went to Maddie as a kid and say, girl, I'm paying you $18,000 a month in child support, the mother will call that parental alienation. Let's continue. Also, remember that I was living one mile down the road from the kids in LaGrange, Illinois sidewalks all the way an easy walk or bike ride i saw the kids all the time no abandonment just a divorce was i at fault in the divorce yeah i would say it was about 70 percent at fault i own that maddie's mom and i were really not compatible in many ways we were compatible in some ways but not in other ways shit happens do i regret marrying maddie's mom no absolutely not if I had not married Maddie's mom, Maddie and her three siblings would not have been born. 
All right, so we're going to get to the three siblings in a bit. They would not have existed. The kids have turned out great. Maddie graduated from Northwestern University and is a screenwriter in Hollywood. Northwestern's a private institution, and he paid for it. Maddie's older sister, Tori, is a partner at a hedge fund on Wall Street, and she's getting rich. Maddie's younger sister, Olivia, just graduated from college and is teaching English to first graders in Thailand. So he, he paid for all of that. Her older brother, Peter, is getting a master's degree in psychology. I get along great with all my kids, including Maddie. At least I think I do. So the kids are doing just fine despite dad's many shortcomings. One other slight correction, which I hesitate to even bring up uh -oh. because I love the way Maddie did this in her video. I did not abandon the family for breakdancing. Now remember, that's how again Maddie sees it. He left the family for breakdancing. This is probably what his the mother told him. The mother told the kids he left for breakdancing. Now, in all fairness, Maddie probably was five or or eight when they broke up again out of context he left us for breakdancing this is what the mother probably has told maddie i have a career i'm in the advertising business built an ad agency that's how i was able to afford to pay maddie's mom five million dollars so he didn't leave he had an ad agency into in the me in the meantime that afforded him to pursue the breakdancing. Let's continue. Maddie's mom and I separated in 2004 and divorced in 2005. I took up breakdancing entirely by accident in 2012. All right, so that's seven years difference. As a way to get in shape at the age of 54. I then just kept doing it. I'm now age 66. Now, some of you might be wondering, can he still breakdance at age 66? Well, I don't know. Let's see. I'll right. give it a try. All right. And so both of the, as you could tell, their personalities are very similar, which I would say, I probably think Maddie's career that she's trying to pursue is pretty much from the father, right? She inherited the quirky looking brother right here. And by the way, that's more than I can do. Uh, I don't want to rupture my Achilles, uh, but you can hear that the majority of her personality, her quirkiness, her her demeanor comes definitely from the dad. And I can't do any of this, so I'm going to bow down to him and give him a round of applause. All right. This ninja shuffling like a mother sucker. All right. <laughs> All right. There you go. Right here. Oh, shit. All right. He's 66 years old, so holy mackerel. Yeah, I can't do none of this shit. I would definitely pull something. And he goofy, right? So, listen, that doesn't mean he's a deadbeat. That doesn't mean anything. He just has a quirky personality. And, oh, shit. And that affords him the ability to do <laughs> All right. And he's old and balding. All right, here we go. Too late to start breakdancing. I started when I was age 54. I'm now age 66. Six, 66 years old breakdancing is crazy. All right, here we go. But I was biased by all the negative comments that I was greeted with at 6 a.m. in the morning. All right, so let me stop it right there because we got to shorten this up. Um, he he puts that response out. And again, the only reason he could put that out is he's not a, he's not a job guy. Job guys would be like, they'd be like, be the bigger man. Don't say nothing. And unfortunately, when men speak, it's wrong. How dare you respond to her video? If you were a bigger man, you would have handled it personally. Or if you were a bigger man, you would have reached out to her. Or if you were a bigger man, you would have let it, you would have swept it under the rug. If you were a bigger man, you would have paid her medical bills. But instead, he said, uh-uh. He asked her to take the video down because it was false. I think he reported it. And then she said no because it went viral. Because why? She's getting recognition, followers, and money. 
This is all alleged. Now, let's take you to her response to this, his claims to not be a Debbie dad. Fair use. Mine. So uh, here's her response to all of this. I'm recording a quick response to all this. I'll probably delete this in the morning because, like, I don't actually have, like, bad will. I posted my video because it's a very funny story. It's very silly. Um... I like to laugh at my trauma instead of like being super sad about it. But I know my dad posted like a 10 minute video or whatever being like, you know, my daughter's lying. We have a great relationship. I have a great relationship with all my kids. That's just objectively not true. Like, oh. guys, we're all freaking out about this in my family group chat right now. We're being like, he's so unhinged and delusional. Wow. So again, man, I'll tell you, man, listen, I don't know whose side to pick on this one, but I'm glad the dad fought back against her using the dad as a clout and going viral. So he said, I ain't going to stand for this shit. Now she's saying the family's talking behind your back. Now, what do you hear about this? Guys, you can't win. That's what you're hearing right here. Like, what? You can't so win. now he's delusional. He's unhinged. He paid $5 million and brought four people into the earth, and they torpedoing this ninja on the internet. She used dad as clout. And then when it came up, she went viral. She said, I'm going to ride this shit out. And they're not hearing dad's side of the story. Why? Because they already heard decade or plus of the mom story. This is carrying the mantle of the bitter baby mom. This is what child abuse looks like. This is what child abuse looks like. And what parent gets the L? More than likely the dad. F you, dad. Let's side with mom. Poor old mom. And by the way, poor old mom got $5 million in resources. And she's showing up at the graduation pictures like, look what I did. Guys, this is a really, really sad scenario all across the board. No, we don't know if he actually believes his own narrative or if he's lying on purpose, but he's just like a weird guy. Yeah, he said he lived down the street from us. That's not true. Or like if he did, it was only for a few months, maybe. But actually, Wait, for most of my childhood, whoa, he whoa, 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 whoa. He said he lived down the street from us. That's not true. Well, maybe for a few months. So he did live down the street. You catching this shit? She said maybe for a few months. So you mean a couple of years. Again, for a child, at, you know, but when you're between five and 10, you don't know what time is. Maybe he did for a few months, but it's not true. What the, f okay, hold on for a second. Like a 10 minute video or whatever being like, you know, my daughter's lying. We have a great relationship. I have a great relationship with all my kids. That's just objectively not true. Like, guys, we're all freaking out about this in my family group chat right now. We're being like, he's so unhinged and delusional. We don't know if he actually believes his own narrative or if he's lying on purpose, but he's just like a weird guy. Yeah, he said he lived down the street from us. That's not true. Or like, if he did, it was only for a few months, maybe. But maybe. actually, for most of my childhood, he lived in Florida with his new wife. Like, Yep. Who does that sound like? That's the baby mama. That's the baby mama talking. He lived in Florida with his new wife. So he finally moved to Florida. He didn't see a need to have all this space and room for you guys. The mother was probably fighting his ass tooth and nail. And he said, fuck this shit. I'm out. A lot of fathers do this. And then when you out, then the mother says, he's a deadbeat. He abandoned us. He left. So he stuck it out for a couple years and said, fuck this shit. Left, got him a new woman. And now she bitter. He down there in Florida with his new wife. This is the baby mama terrorist passing on the mantle to the child. This is crazy. This is child abuse. This is the mom pumping straight misinformation into the child.
and she has no frame of reference. She don't know. Basically, like, I don't want to get into this. Like, a guy we're being like, he's so unhinged and delusional. We don't know what if happened? he actually believes his own narrative or if he's lying on purpose, but he's just like a weird guy. Yeah, he said he lived down the street from us. Oh, That's not true. Or like the video was basically like sanitizing the situation and like poking fun at the lightest parts of that childhood trauma. But trauma. obviously in real life, it was a lot more like complicated and traumatic and it was really hard. He left us, immediately married another woman. We didn't. He left us, immediately married another woman. We didn't hear from him for years listen to this he left us married another woman we didn't hear from him for years please remember that please remember that guys didn't hear from him for years and then he would visit every few months and we'd go out to dinner but like he truly had no hand in raising us at all we don't speak with any sort of regularity he doesn't know when my birthday is like as you guys saw in the video i posted he got it wrong he gave us some money growing up i like i honestly don't know the nitty-gritty of the financial situation there you go she's admitting that part i, I really really don't but i do he know gave us some money but i don't know the breakdown of the financials well you go you already learned it that several times i've asked him for financial help with medical expenses uh, like especially like in college and he went college okay I'm sorry, I got to pause it. Remember, he didn't pay for my medical bills. That sounds like when you were a child. But you, when you're in college, you have medical bills. He didn't pay for them. What possibly could be those medical bills? Let me remind you. My cousin, who is younger than me, is getting married today. Meanwhile, I have credit card debt. I am in a toxic situationship with one of my exes. Last week, I was so broke that instead of getting an Uber to the airport, I had a random guy from Hinge drive me. And this year, I have had chlamydia twice. So far. Yep. Now we know what the medical bills could have possibly been. Chlamydia twice. She didn't mention any other medical bills. But you were an adult. He paid for your whole college, 600 grand, and the medical insurance, and, huh? Continuing. Help me. So that's what I was referring to in my video when I was like, he wouldn't pay some of my medical bills. I'll probably delete this in the morning, but I'm, you know, two hard kombuchas in. And so I feel the need to kind of defend me and my family's like POV. Bottom line is this guy was a completely absent father. Completely absent. Completely absent. I want you to remember this. Completely absent father. Remember this shit. Let's continue. And father, I don't, he's like, my, I was just a bike ride away from those kids. And it's like, not once did any of us ever, ever take a bike ride to his house. I don't think I've ever been in his house ever. So this whole thing is wow. so bizarre. Like, I'm so surprised that he responded to my video because I'm just like, damn, I could have actually made you seem like way worse than I made you seem. Like in my video, I just made you seem like such a whimsical, funny guy, like, but in real life, it was actually a lot darker. So I'm so surprised that he responded to it. And it's obviously kind of hurtful and weird. Yep. So again, his response was not enough. Uh, she continues to use his, uh, his defending of himself against the guy. How dare you defend yourself? How, def how dare you? You're What kind of man def uh, comes out and attacks his daughter in the response? We're going to show you what type of man. Because this ninja brought receipts. All right. This ninja done brought receipts. Fair use to this video. Let me see if I can find his response his second response to this video oh uh, he brought them receipts where is the response here okay give me give me a second he brought them receipts let me see something let me unshare why can't i find it did i lose it oh i didn't i found it right here he brought them receipts y'all remember he was never there he didn't live a bike way we only saw him we never been to his house he said oh what okay hold on for a second 
He said, yo. Not going to go through all of Maddie's points here, most of which are just a repeat of what her mom's been telling the kids for the last 19 years. Okay, so let's roll tape to see what childhood was actually like for my kids. Remember, he totally left and abandoned us. I got to turn this down because there's music. He's got the receipts, and I've done the same thing for myself. All right, here we go. What was their childhood like? Here, Maddie Hart, she is a YouTube specialist. How many, how many videos, Maddie, do you have on YouTube now? About you 54. Say? And what is your goal? One day I want to be a partner. What does that mean? It means you get paid to make videos. Oh. So, Maddie, I'd like some more uh, YouTube insights and clarification. What is the difference between a subscriber and a viewer and a friend? So you have about 300 subscribers, but how many viewers of your videos would you say you've had so far? I have several thousand views on my videos, several thousand views on my channel, and um, about like 500 friends. All right, I got to turn the music down. So this is them. At dinner, this is her in the parking lot of somebody's house. This is them on vacation. Ninja, vacation. Although it's Lake Michigan in Racine, Wisconsin, 2010. Looks like she's grown up just a little bit. And there's the sister. There's three sisters I see in the video. All right. There's, oh, there he is. Oh, he got them receipts. He got them receipts. Okay, so there they are on vacation. I got to turn the video down so because they, he, he has Bob Marley in the background. Oh, there goes the other sister. He was never there. He totally abandoned us. He left. He moved to Florida. He didn't live down the street. We never rode a bike. I never seen his house. <laughs> okay, right here. Receipts. Let me speed through these receipts here because I don't care to see these kids. Uh, here we go right here. We got another one. There they are at the banks right there. Okay, he just picked them up. And recorded this for clout, huh? He brought the receipts. There they go on vacation. He, she's reading the diary of Anne Frank right there. I'm not going to say what race, what people. We know I can't say that. All right, let's go uh, here. Let's skip ahead right here. Let's skip ahead. Oh, right here. Okay, we went to the water park. That's a different vacation. All right, uh-oh, we got more, Maddie. The water park. It was pretty good. That lady was funny. How would you rate it? A nine out of ten? Where, where do you think it fell short? All right. Uh-oh. So we got Tori's graduation from middle school. So this is uh, looks like an older child. This is all from the same time period. We have Olivia, the youngest daughter. Looks like he's at their graduation. Oh, I thought he left. I thought he went to marry a beach in Florida. There it is, uh, the, the Tori graduating. Oh, uh-oh. Uh-oh. What is that? He just left, huh? He abandoned us, huh? Now, remember, she's a child. She doesn't have these memories. This seems like a, uh, uh, you know, it could have been a week. She doesn't remember frame of reference, so I don't completely fault her for this. This is the mother's doing. This is the mother's doing. Uh, let's continue here. And it looks like she's comfortable with him as a child. This is the woman later on saying trauma. She's like 10 years old in this video, 8 to 10. So he was with her up until 3rd and 5th grade. That's what I'm seeing. Let's continue. She looks comfortable. Devin. Oh, there she is right there. Okay, she was a little bit older there. there. There's Maddie right there. She looks like fifth grade. All right. Yeah. And the baby mama somewhere in there too. Uh, let me skip ahead here. That's that one right there. There's, there's the oldest daughter. And there's dad. So middle school. So we got adolescence. 
12, 13. Uh-oh. What is this? Them bitches skiing? Wait, I know you ain't go to no ski resort with dad. The three hours a day you spent with dad. It looks like, is that him skiing? Bitches out uh, tricking, taking me skiing at the Aspen's uh, Gangsta Mental. Stay popping Chris out. Wait, you on a boat? You at the amusement park? You at the amusement park and shit? Wait a minute. He just left, huh? Wait, y'all at Jellystone? I know y'all ain't at Jellystone. I know y'all kids ain't at Jellystone. He left us and abandoned us in Florida. He brought them receipts. All right, what do we got here? Bitch, you on vacation. You going white water rafting. You ain't at the Grand Canyon. I know I don't see you at the Grand Canyon. I know I don't see your monkey ass at the Grand Canyon. All right, this ninja already, and that's that's with the child support. That's with the child support and the alimony. What? Uh, where is that at? Grand Canyon. All right. Worse. All right. I know you ain't bungee jumping, kid. Wait a minute. Looks like he's showing teeth. They eating that Chuck E. Cheese and Denny's and shit. Oh, the kids are old. Uh-oh, because you're going to say, well, that was old when they was young. Oh, it looks like he's with his kids. There's Maddie right there. She looks like a teenager right there. All right, what are we doing here? Oh, that's the other daughter. Looks like she's comfortable with dad. He just left, huh? He just left us. Guys, I got these same receipts for my kids. If my kids flip out, Ninja, you're going to see me pull gang of receipts. All right, now she's a teenager. There's some more kitty pictures with granny. Wait a minute. I never been to his house. I never been to his house, ass bitch. <laughs> I don't think I've ever been to his house. Debbie, huh? My dad trauma, Debbie. He abandoned us. He doesn't remember my birthday. That looks like his birthday. All right, here we go. Oh, wait, is that college? You mean the college he paid for? You mean I never really seen him? He left for another wife in Florida. Bitch, you out here getting moved in in college? Huh? Huh? I ain't seen him in years. You said that. Wait a minute. There's a wait. This woman looks like she's post-college. This is an adult. Yes, that's an adult. Dad is right there sniggling. Wait a minute. College graduation. College graduation. What? Gotcha, bitch. What? Am I tripping? That's college graduation. The ninja showed up. Wait a minute. Everybody looks like an adult. There's Maddie. There's the there's the two sisters. There's the son. And there's the dad. What? He never aged. There's the other one. He's smiling. Niggas always gotta show they trauma. Where's that trauma at? There she is, a teenager. Where's the trauma at? Now, these are just dinners. This is the only time he can get them away from the baby mama terrorist. This is, trust me, I know this feeling. You only get a few moments away. And he doesn't look like he's just doing this to make himself like an active father. He just want pictures of his kids growing up. All right, wait. Is that Maddie with her college degree? Hell no. Brothers, is that the same girl? He, she graduating that he paid for. Bitch said I ain't seen him in years. Am I tripping? Is that her with her degree with the Northwestern dad hat? I don't know if that's the daughter. I'm pretty sure he would never take a picture with the bomb. All right, there she is with her degree, Nick. 
All right. Oh, where's this at? This looks like not in America. So it looks like he maybe potentially took her out of the country on vacation. Hmm. There's the other daughter graduated from Colorado. He was there for that. He left us to pursue a breakdancing degree. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Is that Maddie with her daddy? Is that Maddie with her daddy? What the fuck? You can't win. This is before her trauma video. There he is showing teeth. Niggas always gotta show they teeth. With all the brothers and sisters. Are you tripping? Am I tripping? What are we doing here? All right, so he was like, bitch, I'm going to pull these receipts. Oh, that was in Colorado? That was at the other girl's graduation. Brothers, you can't fucking win with these people. So remember, remember, this woman said I was traumatized. Use the dad to throw the ninja all under the cotton picking bus about how he actually be fine abandoned her and gave him no credit what's a piece of trauma that you have that's funny it has to actually be funny i'll go first my dad abandoned my family when i was five years old that is um a wife and four kids he abandoned us and then pursued amateur breakdancing and he got really good <laughs> he like blew up like he became like a d-list celebrity status like viral breakdancer he became like the oldest actively competing breakdancer in the world then he got on good morning america and talk shows and washington post wrote about him and he went super viral and he did all these interviews and he danced with Paula Abdul. Here, I'll show you. To see, take a look at this 60 year old break dancer. Yes, 60 years old. Amazing. That's Ben Hart. He's competing at a break dancing competition in Philadelphia and he may not have won, but he, I'll tell you what, he is winning over a lot of people on the internet. Yes. He really is. Yep, yeah. yeah. he won a lot of people on the internet. This guy wouldn't pay my medical bills. Oh, the humanity. Damn it, he's good. He should not be able to move his body like that. It's like impossible. It's beautiful. Hey, Dad. Like, there was no split custody or anything. Like, he just, like, left four kids to do that. He may not have paid for some of my medical bills growing up, but he did give me this breakdancing merch. She said medical bills growing up. What she meant was college medical bills later on. She tried to correct it. Okay, so that's him. He's on his head. Benny Hanna is his B-boy name because his name is Ben Hart. You know, I'll get texts like this. Happy birthday, question mark. And then like links to his, to his breakdance. Of course, look at when he screenshots. She screenshot at that shit and saved it from last year. I don't even know what March 24th you're talking about. If you actually were savvy enough to find out when was the last Friday, March 24th. And she screenshot at that shit. Videos. So if you have funny trauma, like actual funny haha trauma, I need to hear it. Thank you. Yeah, brothers, man, this is indi- This is where the world's going. This is where the world's going. They're carrying the mantle of the Debbie dad and of, of the bitter baby mama, and they're taking that in. And most of the time, they made the choice. They made the choice. The choice was used against them. He was like, "Baby, I'm, I'm doing the best I can, and it's still not enough." You can't win. You can't win. Woo! And left his ass on red. And then he didn't pay for my chlamydia. Man, what a cold, evil ass. 
It's an evil world we live in. He was like, baby, I'm not, you're not on my insurance. You're an adult now. Let's get to these Super Chats, man. What do y'all think about this? What do y'all think about this? This is crazy. Crazy. So, again, that woman, the first woman, you a deadbeat daddy. No matter what. Unless you're at home, physically, mentally, emotionally, financially, you a deadbeat if you're not living up to that. Mm. Mm. Shout out to our brother. JC says, uh, none worse than men. Okay, I got that one. Mark B says, my cousin, his youngest children have spent, save, piggy bank. Spend, save, piggy bank. I told them, put it in the save bank. His daughter, barely four years old, says, I like to put it in the spend piggy bank. She said it with a smile and pride. It's innate. They want to spin, spin, spin. The contractor says, I have my kids five days a week and still pay child support. Guess what? I'm still a deadbeat dad. Yep. I'm still a deadbeat dad. Face fact says mothers poison children and alienate fathers. The family corp has blood on their hands. So common if you take out the names, it could be any of us. Facts. If you took out the name and put any of your kids, that exact same story can be told about you. That exact same story. If you're experiencing a divorce or you never married the mom, you any of us could have been that daughter. That could have been any of our daughters. That could be any of our sons. Any of us. Cali West Miami says weird is a filler word for ignorant hoes and ninja rose. He says to use when they can't discredit righteous men. Anyone calling people weird are the weird ones. Yes. So she basically said he's a weirdo. And that's why he's wrong. All right. He's a deadbeat. According to me, he's just a weirdo. Uh, we got our brother here. Uh, Joshua Smith says those pictures say more than her mouth does. And guess what? Guys, people are still calling him a deadbeat. People are still saying, sadly enough, that him responding and showing those pictures are proof that he's a deadbeat. Mm. You think I'm lying? Give me a second here. I'm going to prove it. Watch this. Let me see here. All right, he's a narcissist. Here we go right here. It says right here, response to his first video, really? We're cheering this guy on. He left his wife and young children. That's not true. And is now making a video mocking his daughter who was abandoned by him when she was five. He expressed no regret over that. He's a narcissist. Gross. Let me see here. All right. Let me give you another. Let me give you another chat. This guy wearing an effing Bitcoin shirt tells me everything I need to know. Okay, so he's wearing a Bitcoin shirt. Let's validate everything that she said. He got a Bitcoin shirt. All right, uh, there was another comment here. All right, uh, let me see here. Yet another deadbeat dad who's provided for his family only to be uh, destroyed by an entitled, spiteful, bitter, and vindictive ex-wife. Let's put the blame where it really deserves. That goes to the ex-wife. Okay, the ex-wife gets all the blame. Unfortunately, the ex-wife is going to avoid this, uh, the, avoid accountability here. The ex-wife is going to avoid accountability, meaning that she's going to fade off into the sun, in the back. She's not going to be up here. She's not going to make a response video because she's going to look like a bitter bitch. So the ex-wife is going to say nothing. Meanwhile, the dad and the daughter and the kids are duking it out. And the ex-wife just sitting back like, yeah. 
All that alienation was worth it. So the ex-wife is the one really at fault here. And by the way, Elon Musk says, uh, responded, you're, you are awesome uh, to the guy. So Elon Musk has come out, and of course, that's infuriated a lot of people. Look, here we go. It says right here, I especially love the transition from him for her showing a text proving he doesn't even know her birthday to I paid her mom $5 million in child support. Let me see here. There was one uh, saying right here saying that. Uh, okay. Uh, there was another one that said him defending himself saying he paid the money is proof that he's a deadbeat. Like they were going in. I was like, holy shit. Like he can't. He can't say that he paid money. He's a deadbeat. Let me see if I can find it. All right, I can't find it. Anyway, let me get back to these super chats. Crazy world we live in. It's an evil world we live in right here. It's an evil world we live in. Evil world. Evil world. Couple more. Then we going to get to going here. We going to get to going. But Elon Musk is going through it now. He's going to pay $5 million a month in child support, potentially, if his baby mama terrorist gets a hold of the situation. What are we doing here? Um, he says, Van says, Coach, I know you're not going to say it because you have a daughter, but I'm going to say it because I can. He says, women are men's enemies just as much or more than other men. He says, what more evidence do you goofies need to see? They mean you guys harm. He says, even your own mother cannot be trusted. And this is a fact, all right, because it all comes down to resources. Your mother will, your mother could potentially do this as she ages and you don't support her. She's going to throw you under the bus. Pro Mansplainer says, I'm jumping in and out of the stream, but wanted to interject about Patrice O'Neill, RIP. He told about getting snuck around or out of town, then to jail on her cousins, finding out about a girl who got a train ran on her. Hmm. I don't know that story about Patrice O'Neill, but he went to jail over a cousin, a false allegation. I'm supposing you're saying Joshua Smith. It happened to me, guys. Stay focused. Free agent lifestyle forever. Anybody want to defend Maddie in this situation? Get the gas says show women. It says show women. Oh, no, no. That's your name. Show. He says women are always in it together against us. Even your mom and aunts will side with your significant other against you. It's extremely rare for any woman to ride with you. Until the wheels fall off. Yes. I actually had that conversation with my mother. And I had to straighten her up. Because she said she feels sorry for my ex. Now. Now. What I told her was. What I asked her. I, I asked my mom. I said. Well why do you feel sorry for her? And my mother said. Well because she's a single mom. Mm. Brothers. I kid you not. And I said, mom, <laughs> I said, mom, she's not a single mom. I literally have split custody with her. <laughs> I literally have, we're equal co-parents. How the hell, how the hell is she a single mom? 
<laughs> How? <laughs> right here. She's not a single mother. Single mom is when the dad's not there. So I had to check her, and she always remembers that. She was like, you know what? That makes sense. <laughs> but I was like, she's not a single mom. I had to let her know. She's a co-parent. And I have as much custody, if not better custody, than her. Like, I have the kids more because I have a flexible schedule. The fuck? I had to, tell, I had to set my mom straight. Like, bruh, she ain't a single mom. <laughs> the fuck is going on here? That is crazy. But she wants to be a single mom bad so she can then play the victim. Not because she thinks I, she's a better parent. It's because play the victim and get more child support. I was like, she was married for almost 10 years, then divorced, then co-parenting. That's how, exactly how it went. Then I had to fight for that 50%. She ain't a single mother. That's not a single mom. <laughs> the fuck? Mm. I had to check my mom, and she was like, oh, yeah. The fuck? Man, they crazy, bro. It be your own family. It's crazy. Kayla says, so wives can choose to not give their husband. Okay, I already read that one already. But, yeah, your moms will and can't side. And, by the way, to me, that is siding with the ex. I don't care if it's partially siding or not. Like, that's enough to me consider that to be treason. That's treason to me. That's backstabbing to me. That's all I need to. That's all I need to know. All right, you should be fillet first filleting them. And my mother seen all the court. My mother been in court hearings with her and me. Like she been seeing child support. She seen me go through all of that and still was like, but I feel bad for her. Man, I told my mom I was like, you about one second away from getting thrown out of my will. You about one second away from living in a nursing home to be never seen again. You about one second away. If you don't fix that bullshit, and she fixed it up because I'm her only child. She had to fix that shit up. I was like, you better fix your mentality or your ass going to be by yourself at 80. <laughs> right? She was like, oh, I better, I better rethink this. Yep. Because I will throw your ass out there too. Just let you know. All right. I ain't playing with this when it comes to me and my kids. All right. Anyway, Macaroni Tony winning sound because that man is an honorary free agent. Uh, after them receipts, shout out to you for sure. <laughs> he said, Coach Cole, and she knows I will leave your ass. My mother knows that I'm cold just like the middle of the winter. I will let you freeze just to prove my point. And then she'll be like, you're going to freeze too. Well, I'll be frozen then. <laughs> All right. But I will let ninjas freeze just on GP if you don't know what that means. But I had to switch her up real quick. I was like, you going you gonna to play that role? Okay. <laughs> All right, shout out to Lamont James says, somebody said, you're abusive. You're abusive. That's abuse. Okay. You better drink some Act Right juice because I'm going to tell you, all of y'all going to be freezing out in this mother sucker. All right, shout out to Lamont James says, rich kids producing content to grift off of the struggle oldest chick in the book. All right, shout out to you, man. It, well, sorry, is the, oh, that's what you meant. Rich kids producing content to Griff off of the struggle is the oldest trick in the book. Indeed, it is the oldest trick in the book. All right, we got a couple more. 
Ace Boogie says, Coach, don't throw mama from the train yang. Indeed. Shout out to you. Train yang. All right. Hold on for a second. I got to make sure I got everybody, but I got to get up out of here because I'm way past my time and I got an appointment here. But uh, anyway, shout out to the coach gang. Appreciate the support. We're going to be back later. We're going to be back later tonight with another fresh episode. All right. And we out of here. Peace. <laughs>